From the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. Are you Ladies and gentlemen, this is Roz yes. and Mocha. <laughs> it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carr. You're listening to my boys, Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys, Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. That's amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I was almost one of those over the weekend. One of those. Oh, oh. So, no, man. One of those. Uh, I have no idea. So, I parked the the car and I ran into the liquor store. And right before I parked the car and ran into the liquor store, because I was just coming from another store, I had my mask on. Yes. And right before I got out of the car, I had to sneeze, so I took my mask off. Sneezed. Put the mask on the seat beside me, ran into the store. With no mask on? With no mask on. Oh, no. Karen's going to be mad. Okay. okay. (laughs) (laughs) And the woman, and this woman runs down the aisle of the stores I'm walking through the double doors. Yeah. And I don't know what's going on. There's like a security guard beside me who starts walking over to me. There's like an employee running down the aisle and I'm like, what is going on in the liquor store today? Robbery, robbery. Robbery, yeah. right? Or there's a fire. That's yes. Like, Sir, get out. Thank you. <laughs> and she slides right into me and is like, do you have a mask? And I go, oh my God, I'm so sorry. But the look on her face was like, Please don't make me deal with one of you people today. Right. I don't want to have this fight mm-hmm. of I don't need to wear a mask. Not on my shift. Right. Okay, please. Like the, She thought that maybe you were like uh, a male Karen. Like I'm one of those. Yeah, a Darren. Right? Yes. And I'm like, I was almost one of those. So it's the doors that you like, um, that, that like open and close, uh, the automatic doors. Thank yeah, you. That's the what I was, ones, yeah, yeah, the sliding ones. And so I was just a little bit too in. And then so they close behind me, and then I go to turn around and walk out, and I can't walk out. So then I got to walk, like, through. Okay. I got to walk through the store, and I don't know what to do at this point. So I do full Dracula, and I take my arm, okay? (laughs) No, you don't. Yeah, I do. (laughs) Okay? I take my arm. I take my arm and I put it over my I put I put it over my face, okay, and I and I put my head down like I'm running through a hard wind, okay. Hold on, let me try that move so okay. I can see, just so I can get the full effect of what okay. it is you're doing. So you're like okay. This? Yes, like that. Yeah, and head down, head down. Head yes, down. head down, like that. Bend it the waist a little, like you're running through a hard wind. Yes, like that. Okay. So, so I go running out of the store and and I'm parked right out in front. Yeah. And I'm feeling terrible at this point. So I open the door and I grab the mask off the seat. And as I'm pulling the mask off the seat, it, it I had hooked it with my finger and it falls off my finger and it lands in a puddle. Oh, okay. no. And I'm like, I don't want to go home and get another mask. I'm like, I know I have another mask in here somewhere. Yeah. And also, I, go, I need my liquor. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was already out. <laughs> I'm already out. <laughs> So I go rooting through the I go rooting through the truck and I in the center console I start digging around and I find remember when it, all of this started a year ago COVID yeah and everybody was sort of improving with masks yeah right like nobody really had a proper mask and they were all ill fitting and everything else so the only one I had with me was one that I actually never wore and it's so small. Yeah. Okay? Like, it's tiny. But does it cover your nose and mouth? Barely. So I go now into the store 
with a it looks like I've stretched a thong over my face <laughs> okay yeah. like it's barely it's barely covering and it's not that it's, it's so small it's not that it's flipping down under my nose it's flipping up at the bottom and so it's going in my mouth so <laughs> I'm like I'm like the reverse person who doesn't know how to wear a mask we're very used to seeing people with the nose popping out but it's rare when you look at somebody wearing a mask and all you see is their bottom lip okay <laughs> so I'm now ineffective okay, very <laughs> Very ineffective, okay? So I'm now trying my hardest because if I pull it down over my bottom lip, it comes down off my nose. If I pull it up over my nose, you can see my bottom lip. So I think the best thing to do is to just tuck it in my mouth, hook my lip in, and bite it close, bite it down, right? Okay? So this is this is how I decide to go back into the liquor store. Oh, my God. Okay? Yeah. And then so I, uh, I I get what I need, and I go up to the counter, and the woman who ran towards me was actually the woman who was now checking me out. And the only words that I could get out were, I had to sneeze. And then I and then I bit the and then I bit the thing again and then I bit my and then I bit my mask again and then I paid for my stuff and I got out and then I threw that mask in the garbage on the way out because I never want to go through that again. Yeah. But anyway, I almost became one of those people this weekend. <laughs> and this poor woman, right? This poor woman looked like she was going to have the worst day ever. So I guess the moral of the story, what I'm trying to say is, is just wear your mask. Okay. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. They asked people, if you could pick one age to be for the rest of your life, what would you choose? It's kind of a loaded question because mm. you are certainly not going to say an age that's older than you. So I guess it would depend on how old the people were who asked this question. But yeah. the question was, if you could pick one age to be for the rest of your life, what would you choose? Because there is a clear winner, a very overwhelming number. That is the age did. 33? No, but you're close, though. Why would you say 33? Because I think that that is the perfect kind of like mid-range where not for everybody, but I would say maybe most people, at least I was at that time, kind of had things figured out. Yeah. Know where I wanted my life to be. Fair enough. Fair um, enough. Went through the experience of being a teenager, early 20s. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, you kind of got that out of your system a little yeah. bit. Yeah. 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 You're, you're like you're coasting for a little while at 33. Yeah. Before things start to get crazy with children and whatnot, right? Right. Okay. Uh, Maury. I was going to say exactly 30. Exa why exactly 30? Because you're not in the icky numbers, and 30 is easy to just say. No, no, no. But what about the being 30? Being, you're not like you're you're not old. It's the perfect age. You're still able to go hang out with young people. You're still able to. What sort young of, people were you hanging out with at 30? Yeah. Oh, no crazy. young person wants to hang with a 30-year-old. They didn't yeah. know I was 30. Oh, here we go. Uh, the answer was 30. <laughs> what do you mean? Hold on. <laughs> yes. No. They didn't know okay. I was 30. Everyone it's lies called, about their age this, It's called disclosure. <laughs> no, you're right. People do lie about their age. People do lie about their age. And, 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 and age lying... is just a number that you're willing to say. Age is just a number that you're willing to say. I, 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 you're mm. not wrong, but some people also call that lying, mm -hmm. right? But it's only lying 
when you lie. <laughs> uh, 36 was the age that people said oh, that they okay. would pick if they could be one they age give, like, answers for the or rest anything? of their can lives. Can we argue that? Uh, no, because, and I think it's everything that you had said. I think that it's probably at that point in your life of where you feel that you have things figured out, um, both emotionally, your sort of friends that you're going to take with you for the rest of your life. Yeah. You know, you may at that point own a home or a condo, whatever it may be. I think that that's the sort of age where people felt that their lives came together, where there was a lot of wins for them before things started going you know downhill right i'm not saying that things start to go downhill quickly after 36 but i'm not not saying that was was that what was your answer when you read that headline uh my i thought around that time okay i thought i thought around that time but then i thought no you know what i'm gonna say the age i am now okay because I, if i had to, to sort of 40, per- say it say it no but would they, i'm just gonna say the age that i am now everybody knows i have to say it um you forgot, didn't you? I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Hello. Hi, Michelle. Hey. Hey, it's Roz and Mocha. Hey. How you doing? I'm <laughs> good. You? Good. We wanted to call to uh, calm your nerves. Your fiance, Dennis, reached out, texted us, and said, My fiance is a huge fan of you guys. She listens to you guys for hours daily as she's driving most of the day. She's going into surgery, and she's super nervous. Would it be crazy to think you guys could call her to wish her well? So not crazy at all. Uh, we wanted to check in to, to help calm your nerves and to see if you are actually okay. Yeah, no, I couldn't even sleep last night. <laughs> I think I woke up like four times. What's, uh, what's going on? What do you haven't done? Um, I'm getting my wisdom teeth removed. Oh, okay. But all, yeah, but all four of them. I think one of my tooth are um, growing sideways. So um, I told them to just knock me out completely because uh, I was too nervous for um, for anything else to be done. Right? What do they do with Even your being, wisdom like, teeth? Partially do, they, awake. do they normally knock you out, or do they not knock you out? Well, they had like three options: laughing gas, uh, just the <laughs> needle, the anesthesia, and then um, just the IV, where they put me. To sleep completely but apparently iv like you're like loopy after two i'll tell you why i would want to be knocked out because it's not the pain right like it's not that's not what would drive me nuts it would be the pressure that i would feel in my mouth of them doing like the digging and the pulling oh. and the because you can still feel you can still feel pressure yeah. you may you like you might not feel the pain but you would still feel the pressure in the hand in there and the like that everything digging because all my all far my wisdom teeth grew in yeah. I have all mine. I had all four of mine removed at once. You did, huh? Yeah, they didn't put me under. They just gave me some sort of gas. So you had the laughing gas. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. do you remember feeling the pressure, though? Tons of, the, of pressure. And what was that like? It was weird because they were cutting with a saw, and you oh. felt like you heard the yeah. saw. You yeah. felt them there, Yeah. but you didn't feel anything else. Do you have your wisdom teeth out, Mocha? No. You don't? I've, the, the most extensive, like, mouth surgery uh-huh. had ever been was... Um, Root canal. Did they grow in your wisdom teeth, or did they just not grow in? I don't think they grew in. Really, huh? I have all four of my, and I have room for more teeth. Really? On my jaw, yeah. It's my head's so big. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah, I know. I mine, mean, no, it's not. It's because it's, a, it's a weird thing that the dentist can't explain. It has nothing to do with the size of my head. <laughs> um, how long is the procedure, Michelle? Like, what'd they say? Oh, honestly, I have no idea. They just oh, told they me didn't to ask. Uh, any water. They couldn't eat after midnight last night. Does your fiance have to like wait around, or will he just get a phone call to say come pick you up, or do you oh, have no, to like get home yourself? He can't even. <laughs> no, he can't even uh, leave the office. They make him stay there through the whole surgery. 
Oh, I don't know if I would do that for Catherine. How hard was it to get what? in? What? <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I got stuff to do. I'm a busy guy. Okay. Uh, listen, listen, how about I'd be like, how much how much pain are you in right now? Can we wait until September? Oh my God. <laughs> I'm until after the vaccine. <laughs> I don't want to go sit in some waiting room with sick people, man. No, you go sit in the truck. No, nah, nah, they're not allowed. He's not allowed to leave. He's got to wait there. He has to wait, Michelle. He has to wait in the office or does he? like wait for you at the building like can he go sit in the car no like he's in the office waiting like in front of reception yeah oh you couldn't wait till september uh, huh <laughs> see no, <I'm> just <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> oh now it all makes sense right now it all makes sense what do you got more okay do? so uh why didn't the dentist let jack nicholson keep his extracted wisdom teeth no idea he can't handle the tooth it's like, man, you got to find, like, more current references for yeah. your material, okay. man. I don't get that one. Did you see the documentary about wisdom teeth? No. It's called no. An Inconvenient Tooth. <laughs> one okay. okay, go ahead. No, that's it. Oh, that's it. Okay, never mind. That's all you get. Yeah, tooth <laughs> teeth jokes? With the same punchline. Yeah. It was, it was tooth <laughs> for truth. Like, both of those jokes had the same punchline. Yeah. Yeah, okay, Oh, cool. I do have a question. Was it really hard to get an appointment, or did you have to fight tooth and nail for your appointment? Okay, never mind. Don't answer that question. This poor girl's going for surgery today, man, and her poor husband has to sit there and wait. I know. I feel worse for your husband, actually. Oh, but you know what <laughs> at least, can at do? At least you're going to be knocked out. Uh, Mike, most... Uh, yeah. No, I don't know how this joke goes. Never mind. Never mind, Maury. Okay, thank hey, you. Hey, Michelle, uh, thank you very much for spending part of your day with us. We definitely appreciate it, and we wish you all the best with your uh, your dental surgery today. Thank you guys for calling. You guys uh, ease my nervousness a little bit. Good. Yeah, and, and, and I want to I wanna wish your husband luck as well. <laughs> <laughs> Because he's got a rough okay. day ahead of he's got a rough day ahead of him too. I don't want him to get lost in no, all this. No, but hold on, like Danny, you're oh, allowed to bring your phone or like you can bring a laptop Doesn't or matter. like an you, iPad, you right? You sat in one of those chairs in a waiting room. How long can you handle? I got ten minutes in me, max. Yeah, then you get up, you like walk around. Oh, I guess you can't even walk what, around. What? I'm the guy walking in circle. No, 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 no. You know, you wait till September. That's the that's the nice thing to do. <laughs> if you loved your husband, you'd wait till September. <laughs> Thanks, Michelle. Love you lots. Bye, guys. Take care. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Last night was pretty traumatic. What happened, Maury? So I, I play scratchers all the time, the lottery scratchers. Yeah. And there's one called the big spin. And if you get the word spin, you can go and you get to see the you big spin. The only people who shouldn't play scratchers call them scratchers, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I call them scratchers because on TV, you know, I, see, I hear other people call them scratchers. Yeah, like, yeah p- other people who shouldn't be playing scratchers. Yeah, who play too much. Yeah, most people just call them uh, scratch and wins or whatever the hell. But that's like so many words. Okay, go ahead. So I was playing the scratchers. How much are they? $4. Which ones do you buy? The big spin. And what's the grand prize? $500,000. And what have you won so far on scratchers? Zero. Zero. Okay, cool. Okay. So last night I'm. Do you do them? Do you scratch them in the store or do you bring them home? No, I bring them home. I do it on the cutting board. You have like a whole ritual. Yes. What do you use to scratch it? With my thumb. With your thumb? Yeah. Like your night, your nail. Yeah, and it turns. Oh, all silver. okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. So, I got the spin. Does Matthew know? I got the big spin. Does Matthew know that you do scratchers? Yes. Okay. So we got the big spin, mm-hmm. and Matthew was like, "Oh my god, don't talk loud. The neighbors are gonna know." And something's going to happen. Like, they can't and find And they're going to bust through your door gonna, and steal your scratch. People are going to know that we won the you. big spin. Okay. 
and he's like, oh my god, okay, put your jacket on. We're gonna put, put your, your jacket pump. on. We're gonna go right now. He's gonna throw you. We're gonna the balcony. go right now. <laughs> That's what's <laughs> gonna happen. Yeah. I'm gonna be warm and He's already got the plastic off. bag and a belt in his hand. <laughs> put it in your po- zip it up in your pocket. We're gonna go right now. Okay. And we want to let's see what happens. So explain what happens. I don't know. So you get a spin, and then what do you have to do? So you go to the grocery store, or whatever. Oh, you have to go back to the store if you Can get you a just spin. Scan no. it. No, you see the on the no, you see on the anime. No, because the screen, then the big wheel spins on the screen. And it'll tell you what you win. And if you win oh God, big wheel, then you have to go to the... the Why can't you just scan it on, on your second, phone? Yeah. No, because there's you have to see the big wheel spin. That's what tells you what you won. But the big wheel doesn't land on something based on what ticket you have? Like, you have to go to another random thing and play another game? You can either win between $10 or $100,000 on the computer. Okay. And if you get big wheel, then you go to the, the center, and then you actually physically spin a big wheel. Jesus. They're asking too much. Yeah, too much hoops. They're asking too much. So I would be like, at this, I don't, I don't need the so money. So we walked around the block, planned what we were going to do with our big winnings. Okay. We we're like, oh my God, we're going to pay off the condo. Sure. We're going to, you know, with the rest of the money, we'll buy the bedroom with TV. 500 fund. grand? Yeah, we'll pay off the condo. <laughs> yeah, okay, we're going to uh-huh. buy the TV that we want. Buy shoelaces. And he's like, okay, I'm going to wait outside. Mm-hmm. You go on in. Wait outside? What? Like, what, standing guard? Standing guard. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I'm going to go in. You yeah. do that. And if there's if there are other people in the store, leave immediately. That's too many people. They're going to steal your money. <laughs> okay. Not to look weird or anything. <laughs> Okay. So I go in, I spin the big wheel. There's like cheering. There's like sound effects. Wait a it's second. like super loud oh, on the computer. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Like it's just like, there's like, huh, 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 as it spins. And my I've heart's never, I've pounding. never seen one of these wheels in a store before. No. Have you? No. This sounds like too much of a process. I've never for a scratch card. I have no, yeah, I have no so idea what you're talking about right now. My heart is pounding. I'm like, oh my God, this is the moment I've been waiting for my whole life. Okay. Uh-huh. Yes. Right? Yes. And it lands on ten dollars. Oh, okay. So yeah. congratulations. That's great. You can do all that money. You walked out the cold. You walked out the cold last night. Got a soaker for ten bucks, right? Scratcher. A scratch. No, but I mean, getting there. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. So, so you, what's the story? So condos paid off, and you know, <laughs> get that new big. No, I bought banana, No, I bought bananas and ice cream. <laughs> Did you tell Matthew you won ten bucks? You tell me you won nothing. No, I want. I, I said the bananas and ice cream. That's what we won. Okay. And he's like, so we had that whole conversation around the block for nothing. <laughs> Most conversations you have are for nothing, Maureen. <laughs> that, no, that's true. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. How are you, man? Good. I um, I had to lie to Catherine yesterday. Uh-oh. Just saying. Right? Was it like lying for good or? N- yes, lying for good, but for my own good. Oh. Because, <laughs> because I, yeah, I know Maury's like, finally, you've come to the dark side. Um, no, lying for good because I didn't want to deal with the conversation had I told the truth because it would have been a much more difficult conversation to have and harder to justify spill the tea girl so i pulled into the driveway yesterday at the same time Catherine, i guess was parking on the street and i got out of the passenger side and i walked around i got out of the driver's side and i walked around the passenger side because i had some stuff in it and then just all i felt from behind me was cold fingers in the back of my pants <laughs> okay. Okay. And just yank them up. No, she gave okay. you a wedgie? No, just yank them up. And I go, hey. And she goes, your whole ass is hanging out. 
Because I, I got out of the car. I was wearing loose pants. Uh-huh. I guess I walk around, and my whole ass is hanging out. So she grabs me in the middle of the driveway in the daytime with construction workers beside her. Yeah. Working on the house. Everybody hanging out by their trucks. Yeah. She pulls up my pants, and she goes, your whole ass is hanging out. And I said to her, I go, oh, I didn't even realize. And then she goes, <laughs> she goes, yeah, like your whole ass. And I was like, oh, yeah, thanks. And then we walk in the house. I couldn't tell her the truth because I know that if we got into the house, it would have been part of a much larger conversation. Which is? Which was, it's not that I didn't realize that my whole ass was hanging out of my pants. I fully realized that my whole ass was hanging out of my pants. I just didn't care in the moment. Oh, Oh, no, you're on that level now? Thank you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, that conversation right now that you're about to start with me is the conversation oh. I didn't want to have at home. So I got out of the car, and I felt like the wind, like it was a little chilly. There was a breeze, and I felt the wind hit my ass. And for some reason. In your mind. You in probably... my mind. I didn't care. Yeah. Because it felt so good. No, I, I felt nothing. Like, I honestly, I felt nothing towards it. I just, I knew my ass was out, and I thought, ah, how long am I going to be outside for? Another 16, 17 seconds that yeah. I'm in the house, I'll deal with it there. Right? A bottle warm up inside. Yeah. I just didn't care. I just didn't care. And then I spent the entire day thinking about why I didn't care that my ass was out of my driveway. Oh, no. So your ass hanging out of your pants ruined your day. Well, that's not it didn't ruin my but, day. <laughs> <laughs> but lying Please. felt great. No, lying did not feel great. That's why he's saying he lying felt awful. Yeah. Lying felt awful. You lying just have should to do always, it a few times. Lying, it's not one of those things that if you do it a few times, Maureen, it starts to feel better. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't come at me with that logic again. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Hi, Farah. It's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? So, my husband is cheating on me, and I have proof. Oof. Yeah, so Farah, you wrote us this, Roz and Mocha Fix My Life. So, clearly, my husband is cheating. Uh, I keep catching him texting the same woman from his workplace, and they were clearly having an emotional affair... Uh, he's apologized, yet I found different phones in the house. Wow. It's been a continuous cycle now for a year. How do I find the courage to just leave? I still love him a lot, but he clearly is giving another woman all the love that I deserve. Uh, is this just a phase or a midlife crisis? And should I just leave this phase? Should I just let this phase pass or should I leave? Hmm. Yeah. How long has this been going on for? Like, do you think? Or has he told you? Um, so he hasn't told me. I caught him a little over a year ago. Okay. And when you said you caught him, are they, like, you caught him in the act of texting? Or was it one of the multiple phones around the house that you found and you started going through the uh, the messages? No, it was in the act of uh, texting. Um, I caught him texting her. And I just turned and I was like, oh, who are you texting? It was a lot of heart emojis. Um, all of that, and then he apologized. It was just a cycle. He apologized. He cried. He said he wanted the family more. I thought he left the moment, but I kept catching his other phone in the house, hidden in my closet, sometimes hidden in the bathroom closet. Um, Yeah. Is this a physical affair, and you're only seeing the texting side of it? I'm not sure if it's physical. He denies it. Um, For sure, it's an emotional affair. It's uh, they keep texting each other I love you mm-hmm. and we want to spend the rest of our lives with each other and all of that and so you've already confronted him right yes 
several times. Okay, because in, in, in situations like this, and, and when it comes to the emotional affair, this is why I don't like and have never used, I hate when people start using the terms, uh, you know, my work wife or my work husband. You know what I mean? Or like, like that, mm-hmm. kind, that kind of thing. Because, um, it's one, it's disrespectful to the person that if you are actually, you know, in a, in a relationship. But when this stuff happens... Is it cheating or is it not cheating? Because a lot of guys who get involved in this stuff will convince themselves that it's not. And what makes it cheating, or at least what makes it devastating to somebody in your position, is that it's done in secret. This isn't something that was done out in the open. And then you're yeah. gonna and then you're gonna confront them, and they're gonna turn around and try and explain it away as well. You know, just because when you and I got together doesn't mean that I'm not allowed to have friends. And he's gonna say this is nothing more than a friendship. And then you're gonna say, uh, well, why do it in secret? And he's gonna say because you're gonna react just like this, right? And he's gonna throw it all back on you. That's the sort of way that these situations play out for the most part. And then what he's going to do is he's going to use this person as a sympathetic ear. He's going to use this person to prop him up and tell him he's great because he's got a crazy overreacting wife at home. Okay? That's the sort of cycle of how this keeps going. And so I think for you, instead of going scorched earth and nuking the whole thing, do you guys have kids? Yes, we have one, one child, yes. So um, my, my immediate reaction to you is that if you feel that you can rebuild trust, then work has to be done. So you're talking therapy, you know, full openness, honesty, all that other stuff. But I, w- I would say that you have to, instead of you taking full control and blowing the whole situation up, I think that you need to put it in his, it, it, put, it all, put it all on him. I think that if he wants to prove that, you know, he chooses the family over this other person, I think that you then need to ask for proof. I think that you need to say, okay, well, what are you willing to do to sort of reestablish your role in this family? And you need to put all of this on him. And these need to be things that he needs to accomplish. Otherwise, you're just the crazy wife who complains all the time. Mm-hmm. Yes. Have you That's seen any I'm of saying. the yeah. uh, Have you seen any of the text conversations that he's been having with this other person? Yes, yeah. several, several times. I, I tell you, this is going on for over a year. Uh, it stops for a month, or probably I've just not found out about it yet. And then another month, I'm I'm just finding a phone, a text message, an email, a flight ticket booked to somewhere, and it's wow. this. this yeah, it's just this continuous cycle, and then he apologizes, he cries, he says he's going to make up for it, and he's going to just spend all this time with the family. Yeah, but Raza's right, though. Like, what are you going to do to make up for it? Like, what are you going to do to fix the family and fix the situation and fix your relationship? Right. Um, after a year, um, I'm just at the point that um, should I leave, or sh- mm-hmm. is this just a phase? So it's a I'm long phase if it's a phase. Yeah. I, I will say this, that leaving him puts absolutely no pressure on him, and it certainly won't force any change in his behavior. And he actually may walk away feeling like he's the victim simply because he, he's going to continue thinking that your marriage ended and the family broke up because of your overreaction, unless he's willing to have pressure put on him and then make changes and do hard work because that's what this is. Now, if you feel that, you know, you're never going to be able to trust him again and you've given him ample amounts of pressure to sort of come around and change, then you need to, you know, you need to talk to lawyers. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that should be, you know, that, that should be your, your next step. And then to just, you know, get out and make this as clean as possible. If you feel that he is not going to react positively to pressure to change, 
and show results. Um, he clearly thinks that I will never be able to leave. Uh, if I haven't left yet for uh, since a year, I think he thinks that she's never leaving and I can lead these two lives, like right. keep me at home and then keep that woman there because clearly she doesn't want anything more than just the affair. She has a family of her own. Oh, God. Yeah, I, I, this ain't good. This, jeez, and this will blow up. It's only a matter of time before it blows up. Mm-hmm. Truth always comes out. Yeah. It, it's this is not a sustainable thing. But you know, obviously, they're blinded by you know they prop each other up, and you know they're able to to get from each other what they feel that they don't get from you and from her husband. And that's a terrible place. You know, you you wind up being in a position of, you know, either feeling old or worthless or, you know, you always feel like a nag. And, you know, you can be fun, too. And, you know, why don't you want to do all this stuff with me? And that's the that that's the hurdle that you have to climb. And, and, And that's up to you, whether you feel that you can get over those feelings and rebuild trust if he's willing to change. And if he's not willing to have the pressure put on him to change, then again, your first call should be to a lawyer. Okay. Yep. So you got some options there, Farah. Yeah. Thank you so much, Roz. And thank you so much, Mocha. You're okay. welcome. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. A few weeks ago, a TikTok user Gunnar Michaels posted a video where he said he's looking to marry a complete stranger. <laughs> I want to marry someone from TikTok. No, really. I'm going to fly me and you wherever you are out to Las Vegas where we will get married. I think people take life too seriously, and I'm just here to prove that it ain't that deep. Life's a game. Let's break some norms. So run this post up. I'm trying to meet my future wife. Share this with someone you think will be perfect. I appreciate you. So he received thousands of replies, including one from Danielle Gross, who people fell in love with and said that she should be the one to marry Gunner, and they did. They got married on Valentine's Day in Vegas, having not met each other until then. There they are, the newlyweds, Gunner and Danielle. Hello, <laughs> welcome to the Raza Mocha Show. Thanks for having us. So it's it's been it's been uh, just a little bit since the Valentine's Day wedding, and you guys. And I just sat there here and watched everything that you've done leading up to this moment on. Uh, on your TikTok, and it's it's really wild. And now that it's real, now that it's sort of like the crazy is over, we drove, we did it. What's the relationship like now? Because obviously, you guys have to build a relationship after the marriage, right? Yeah, I mean, we we definitely like we're getting to know each other leading up to the marriage, and you obviously can't do a relationship in like you know two weeks. So we're just trying to navigate how we want to approach this um now and uh like like i said uh, we're in different locations now but we do have intentions of coming back and doing a little more traveling together <laughs> okay so gunner you are where you're based out of new york and danielle is based out of is it pennsylvania yeah okay so what's the plan in your discussions are you gonna like who's moving where or are you both gonna pick up and move somewhere new i think we're just gonna um, do so a little I'm, travel together I'm, in the ambulance mm-hmm. sorry good danielle yeah I'm currently in California in the middle of the desert. So. Oh, right, because you live in an ambulance that you tricked out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. So so after the wedding, Danielle, you continued driving to, what, California, and then, Gunner, you flew back to New York. And how long were you guys together after you got married? Um. So, yeah, I um, stayed in Vegas for maybe a, a couple, like, three days after that. And then um, my brother actually got invited to this little van life meetup, and he told me about it. So I had to tag along, and I've been hanging out with these van life people ever since. <laughs> are you guys Are you guys falling in love? Oh, boy. Love's a strong word. <laughs> yeah, but you're married. 
Yeah, no, no, but you know what I'm saying. I mean, like you, you were, you, you put it out there, Gunner, that you were, you were like looking for a wife, right? You're looking, and you wanted to do it the unconventional way, and you had like thousands upon thousands of emails and DMs come in, and the one from Danielle not only got your attention, but got like 7.6 million views, which means it got attention from everybody else. So there's got to be something there between the two of you. <laughs> I, I would well, definitely say we had we have um like chemistry, you know what I mean. We get along extremely well. But are you um, fall, but are you falling yeah. in love? Are you falling in love? <laughs> um, I don't know if we want to talk about that just yet. Then so yeah. have have one of you said I love you to the other? No, no, we can say no on that one. Okay. Oh, okay. Now, did you want to? Let me just clarify something here, Gunner. Because I'm going back and, and rewatching all your videos. Because Mocha just brought up a point where he said that you had said that you wanted a wife. And I don't think that's what you said. I think you just said that you wanted to get married. And I think that there's a difference between wanting to get married and actually wanting a wife or wanting a relationship. Yeah, um, you're right there. I was looking for, like, just to fulfill the act of, like, getting married more so than to, like, fall in love. You know what I mean? I just wanted, I was just seeking, like, a crazy experience with someone else more sure. so than a, a, a long life of love and happiness with someone else. So, Danielle, the, the status of the relationship now is you're obviously hanging with all your van people, um, which sounds mm -hmm. awesome. Um, so what's the status it of your relationship? <laughs> Have you guys talked? Is this like an, and I don't want to get too personal here, but is this like an open marriage? Like, are you guys free to see other people? <laughs> I mean, it literally just happened, so I feel like we're kind of just, like, seeing what happens, honestly. Because I, I imagine now there's, there's there's a lot of guys out there that want to hook the up with the, that hooked up with the girl who married on a whim and lives in an ambulance. I think that you're, you're, very, you're very attractive to a lot of people right now. Your DMs must be blowing up. I mean, I did just meet this guy, and he was like, you know what? You should just marry me next. And I'm like, I don't know if that's how this works. <laughs> so was, it, is the, is the wedding, was the wedding legal? Like, have you guys filed the paperwork, or was this just a wedding ceremony? It was legal. No, we're... we're yeah, we're legally bound. Jeez, that's a that's a big step, huh? So being married, <laughs> <laughs> being married now officially for like a week, and then Gunner, you traveling from New York uh, to Vegas with Danielle in her tricked out ambulance. Uh, what was your first fight about? I think that the you most that I could line. think of that we fought was just like other people asking what makes us mad about each other, and we were sitting there for like ever trying to think of anything. <laughs> right. Oh, damn. Uh, have you guys thought? Have you been approached to sort of to to sell this story? Um, Not sell no. it, but we've definitely done some other interview type things. But would you sell this story? I mean, it seems perfect for for like a movie or TV show or something. Yeah. Can I star in it? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, sure. Why? I don't care. <laughs> Starting, starting all you want. It's your story. It's your story. I'm not negotiating. I mean, you want to start in your own movie? Start in your own movie. I'm just asking whether you whether you guys are talking to people right now about uh, about the rights to this. No, there's there's no, no. one that we're talking to no. about the rights. Okay. Right. Well, you sound, you, you both sound lovely. People just fell in love with your story. And I'm all for stuff like this. I did stuff like this when I was younger. You know what I mean? And I think, <laughs> I, I think, I think that the experience and the fun and the just the, the, the everything is why not? Who, oh. who gets.
gets hurt in a situation like oh, this. Exactly. I, I will. I will just say this though. Even though, um, even though that this was, you know, for fun and it was crazy and it was wild, and you guys are both awesome. Um, when it comes to lawyers, if this doesn't work out, they don't care that it was just for fun. Just so you know, and they're still going to charge you the same to 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 get out of this if you guys <laughs> feel that that's what you want to do down the road. They don't care. <laughs> lawyers don't care that it was just for fun. Yeah, there's no such thing as like a just for fun fee where it's like at a discounted rate. Yeah, yeah. There's no fun lawyers out there to deal with your fun marriage. Uh, they now, join in on the TikTok story. Of course they will. Nah, you guys are the best. I uh, It was such a pleasure talking to you and your, your stories were were just uh, were just awesome. And I think you're, you're both just great. Gunnar and Danielle, thank you very much. All the best to you. And uh, we appreciate your time on the Ron Zamoka show. Thank you. Right, thank you. See you guys. I, lo- I love both of you. I love you too. Okay. okay. Oh, damn. Okay. Not okay. even no, to no, each no, other. No, not even. <laughs> See how easy it is? See how easy it is? It's very easy, right? It's very easy. Five minutes on the phone with us. <laughs> All right. You guys are the, you guys are the best. You're the Have a great day, best. guys. Thank you. Bye. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. I got to play you this real quick. Everybody has pro- these, these vi- there's so many videos where people have screwed up on Zoom in one way or another. Mm-hmm. And this one led to an entire California school board resigning. What? what so they, do? they were having a board meeting with members of the school board. Okay. And it was, I guess they thought that it was only just the board members who were on the call. I think it was a WebEx call that they were on the call. But they sent out a link and publicly live streamed the whole thing. No. And during the call, they were really talking crap about parents. So you'll hear this in in the clip. But one of the board members says that because parents were, I guess... The relationship between a lot of parents and a lot of teachers and a lot of school boards right now is very contentious because yeah. um, parents want their kids back in school. Teachers are fighting back. All of this stuff. It's it's a very it's it's a it's a fractured relationship in a lot of places. And one of the board members says that you'll hear. She said um, the teachers the the parents pick on us because they want their babysitters back. At another point in the call, which is not on the the, the clip that was released, um, one of the board members accused parents of wanting their kids back in school so they could just sit at home and do drugs all day oh no and uh so you'll hear in this clip them talking about parents and wanting their babysitters back and then you'll hear the moment where somebody points out the fact that this is not a private uh meeting but it is in fact being live streamed are we alone yeah (laughs) if you're gonna call me out i'm gonna you up (laughs) sorry that's just me they want to pick on us because they want their babysitters back right 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 Uh uh-oh Laura Lanier, just FYI, you guys have the meeting. Oh, we have the meeting open to the public right now. Uh uh. That's what Laura just said. Great. Oh, no. So, <laughs> it was in that moment they know they effed up. So, <laughs> right? <laughs> So there was a petition that went around. Uh, 7,000 people signed the petition for the board members to resign. Right now, as it is on the school board's website, all of those positions are now listed as vacant. Oh, no! (laughs) Y'all screwed up big! This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Did you hear uh, Post Malone do that Hootie and the Blowfish cover? 
No. <laughs> okay. Wait, didn't he do something like this before? Yeah. What did he cover the last time? Oh, he did a whole Nirvana set. He did a he did a whole live stream with uh, Travis Barker on drums. Right. Where he did Man, that. I love Post Malone so much. So this is you put the original Hootie song in, right, Mark? So you have the original Hootie one there. This is for, and Post Malone gets involved in the weirdest things, and then you realize that it's not necess- it's not the weirdest thing because you're dealing with Post Malone, and he's just that dude. Um, remember when we found out that he was, like, starting his own beer pong league? And he, yeah. like, takes beer pong very seriously? So this... Uh, what about, like, selling out Crocs? Yeah, and Crocs. Yes, right? yes. He's in the business Thank of Crocs, you. and every time he releases, there's a new, like, Post Malone Crocs drop. Uh, they sell out instantly. So he did this cover of Hootie and the Blowfish, Only Want to Be With You, in yeah. honor of the 25th anniversary of Pokemon. <laughs> Excuse me? So there's going to be a virtual concert on Pokemon Day, which is Saturday at 7 uh, p.m. Yeah. On the official Pokemon YouTube channel. I don't know if he's a huge Pokemon fan or what Hooting the Blowfish has Wouldn't to do with Pokemon, me. but I'm because I'm not a huge Pokemon fan. But anyway, Post Malone it can now add Pokemon to his list of eclectic tastes like Crocs and Beer Pong. So here's the original, and you're going to be surprised because Post Malone's cover of the original is... Like, he didn't mess with it. And that's what I think I like about when Post Malone does a cover, is that he doesn't mess with it. So here's the original Hootie and the Blowfish. Now here's here's Posty's version. You and me, we come from different worlds. Yo, <laughs> bro, right? He changed dolphins to cowboys. Yes, yes, yes. No disrespect to Hootie and the Blowfish. Right. With an iconic song like this. Yes. But I actually prefer the Post Malone version good? more than Hootie and the Blowfish. Yeah. Dog, if he released this today as a single, like his own song, <laughs> I know. we've been playing it all the time. I, Hootie could buy a boat just based on what this song would sell over the weekend. Yes. Right? Yo, I'm actually stunned right now. Yeah. Wow, dude, this is right? so good. Is that good? He has, the, that's the thing I like about Post Malone, man, is that he steps to the side of himself when he's yeah. sort of honoring somebody else. And it, it, when he's doing a cover of a, of a song or a band he, he likes, the priority is 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 almost like paying respect to that track as opposed to putting the Post Malone stamp on it. Yeah. That's good though, right? <laughs> Yo, I'm like, Dude, no I, joke. I, I, I'm, know, I know. I got nothing else to say other than I really dig it. I was not expecting yeah. this song to sound this way. Yeah. It doesn't to the guitars and everything. Yeah, man. This is amazing. Yeah, I know. He's, he's so good. He's so good.
And it's going to be on a friggin' Pokemon it's, it's concert? The, listen, it, it's, Post Malone is going to be performing the song uh, during his headlining performance during the Pokemon Day virtual concert, which takes place this Saturday at 7 p.m. on the official Pokemon YouTube channel. That's all I know. But I actually don't know if I need to know more because it's so good. Wow. Right? Holy. <laughs> you have no idea. I'm so shocked. I know. I yeah. love this. Post Malone, you are the friggin' man. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Hi, Jennifer. How are you? It's Roz and Mocha. I'm doing well. How are you? Good. I want to talk to you about this text that you sent in. Yes. Listen to this, Roz. Go. Jennifer said, is it weird that my friend doesn't know how to swim or ride a bike but she can ice skate. We are both in our 30s, and I just found out that she can't ride a bike, but I knew that she couldn't swim. We are both first-generation Canadian with immigrant parents, so I wanted to know if this was typical for other first-generation Canadians as well. Hmm. So, geez, I don't know. I, 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 can't speak <laughs> of, I can't speak of first-generation Canadians, but um, I've known people who couldn't either swim or ride a bike in their adult lives. And I didn't know those people when I was young because when I was young, I grew up in a small town with space. Yeah. And when I moved to the city is when I started meeting adults who couldn't swim or ride bikes because they didn't grow up in space. They grew up in an urban environment where riding a bike and like learning how to ride the bus system was more important for a kid than learning how to ride mm-hmm. a bike. And so I don't know where you guys grew up, but um, but listen, do I find it do I find it weird? No, because, you know, your parents teach you to do what your parents teach you to do. And you're not going to learn how to ride a bike on your own because you need a bike and no kid is going to buy their own bike. And next thing you know, you're 25 and you don't know how to ride a bike. Um, <laughs> yeah. But Mocha couldn't swim for the longest time. Mocha only learned how to swim last year. I was just going to say, yeah, I went my entire life. My dad knows how to swim. My mom does not know. Both of my sisters don't know. Actually, no, my sister Laura knows. My yeah. sister Lisa doesn't. But we weren't like the, the, the family that, uh, like, we never got signed up for swimming lessons. Right. right? Mm-hmm. I understand. I know now, like, it's a life skill. And I do wish that I had learned earlier. But um, it wasn't something that we were signed up for growing up. It wasn't mm-hmm. like something that was mandatory in school. I learned how to ride a bike. Um, I learned how to ice skate. Right. At a young mm. age, like my dad used to take me to the to the community center every weekend, every Saturday and Sunday to practice skating and yeah. to, to freely go skate around the rink. But in terms of, of swimming, I only just learned how to swim last summer. So I don't think it's weird. I think it just depends on the environment that you grew up in and what your mm-hmm. your parents kind of expose you to. Right. Yeah, I'll, I'll say yeah. I'll, I'll say this. Learning how to swim. You, you have to teach your kid how to swim, even if you don't know how you, you have to put your kid in swimming lessons, because that's something that's just going to straight up keep them alive. Yeah. OK. Um, kids need to know how to swim. Um, because then you develop a fear and you don't want your kid being paralyzed with fear around water. Now, when it comes to learning how to skate, my philosophy when I had a kid with Roxy was um, you don't have to learn how to play hockey, but you have to learn how to skate. You're a kid growing up in Canada. you got to know how to skate simply because I don't want you missing school trips. Right. I don't want you to have to say, you know, sit on the on the bench when you get invited to a kid's birthday party where everybody's going skating. I don't want you to be that kid. So you don't have to learn how to play hockey. Hockey, but you're a kid growing up in Canada. You're goddamn going to learn how to skate because that's just the way the world works up here. Um, so I made sure of those two things. 
Um, and but as far as like riding a bike, my like kids, I think gravitate towards bikes. Like some kids just see a kid riding a bike and they're like, I want to do that. Yeah. Like how did your friend <laughs> not experience even trying to ride a bike? I don't know. It's it's just weird to me that like riding a bike and learning how to swim is such like a, a quintessential part of being a child. And ice skating is, is not, not for me. I mean, I, sure. I do know how to ice skate. I taught myself. Um, so it's just, it was just so weird to, to me. I, I don't know. I just couldn't. We went on vacation once and she's like, I can't go in the pool. I can't. Oh my swim. God. Oh, that's my the worst. Yeah. When you used to go on vac, when you couldn't swim, oh, you went on man. vacation smoker, right? What was yeah. that like? It was so, it was so embarrassing and sad at the same time. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I couldn't go swimming with my wife. We went on the, these beautiful excursions and she'd be like, all right, later. And she'd go, oh, that's where you go. Where they take you out on the boat and yes. all that stuff. Oh dude. It was so embarrassing. Yeah. I'll tell you guys. So one year we went to Cabo with friends and they really wanted to do this excursion and they take you out like far, really far. And you go whale watching and all this stuff. And then we get to this beautiful place, right? It was a nice, like 30 something degree hot ass day. Yeah. And everybody in the excursion got out of the boat to go swimming. Oh. While the the person, um, one of the instructors, like took you on this little tour of all these cool little like nooks and crannies of these places that you would typically see on television, right? Like yeah. they go like there like for um, episodes of like The Bachelor yeah. and Bachelor Rat, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like real sexy looking places. Yeah. And it was me and like one other dude who didn't speak English <laughs> on the boat, <laughs> and another excursion had pulled up like next to us, and all those people got off. So the dude that doesn't speak English is talking to the other dude that's, like, watching the uh, boat on the other boat, and I'm pretty sure they probably said some stuff about me. Yeah. I just didn't know. <laughs> yeah. Because they were, like, talking, and then every now and then they'd laugh and giggle. Yeah. Um, in my own head, I'm like, for sure they're laughing Why at me. Why couldn't you just doggy yeah. paddle with a life jacket? Uh, no. <laughs> But I will say, I know a few people have tried to learn how to ride a bike as adults. Yeah. And it is much more difficult than mm-hmm. to learn. When I think you're because you get in your own head. Well, you do, but also falling hurts way more. Oh, that's You true. fall from a much greater distance yeah. uh, when you're grown than when you do when you're, you know, yeah. four. Uh, but yeah, no, that's inter- it's interesting. But yeah, growing up in the city, I started, I, I met a lot of people, but only when I moved to the city who didn't know how to swim or ride a bike. I don't know how to rollerblade. Mm. I've never tried to rollerblade. Never? No. Oh, wow. No, rolling. No, no, no. Remember, don't you remember that joke? What? The joke about rollerblades? No. Okay. Should so I? I love rollerblading. There was the there was one joke. Bill, Bill Burr talks about this all the time. It's the, the 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 power of one single joke, which was, and you can believe this because I don't want anybody repeating this. Um, but the joke that ruined rollerblades was, if you remember, everybody was rollerblading, yeah. right? It was the hottest thing, and it was only cool. Like, learning how to rollerblade was only cool. And then one person told a joke and killed rollerblading, which was, <laughs> the joke goes, what's the hardest part about rollerblading? Telling Oh, my God! <laughs> <laughs> what? Right? I that, never heard that joke yeah, before. That was the joke, and as soon as that joke made its way into the world, people stopped rollerblading. Oh, oh my God. And, every, and everybody threw them in the garbage. <laughs> well, thank you very much for your text, Jennifer. We appreciate yeah. it. Thank you for having me. Take care, guys. Hey. The Roz and Mocha Show. Podcast. Do you uh, watch Succession at all? I do. You do? Yeah, I'm so, not fully caught up, so no spoilers. I don't even know if I could spoil it. Oh, I guess, yeah, no, no, you're right. I could spoil it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that I think about I it. I know you yeah, and Shum yeah, watch yeah, that show. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, no spoilers. Uh, so, Cousin Greg, 
Yeah. Right? You know, love him. Okay. Love, yeah, cousin, love cousin Greg. He turned into the, the star of that show in the spoilers. Spoilers? Uh, Come on, man. It. Oh, my God. Bruh. I can't tell you how good people, like, telling you how good somebody is is not a spoiler. Anyway. Uh, he's trying to pick up Kim Kardashian, Nicholas Braun, a.k.a. Cousin Greg. Oh, stop it. Oh, what? No, he's not. You don't Is think he, really? he should shoot a shot? I don't know. I want your opinion on this because I don't think he's serious at all, but I don't know him well enough. Like, I don't know his sort of non-Cousin Greg real-life persona to know how much of a troll he is, but mm. he sounds like an incredible troll. Where does she go at this moment? You know, because she's been through three marriages now, and it's like, are you willing to even take a shot on a new guy at this point? Like, would you be down to meet a new person, totally just kind of different guy? One who could, you know, make you laugh a little bit or or make you feel small because he's so tall. Or just a guy who's talking about her on the internet, like a video, like make a guy who makes a video like this and he's just sort of like trying to find a way to just talk to her because he doesn't know anybody who knows her. <laughs> Come on. That's I think it's two things. I think one he's trolling and I think that For sure. you know, I think that he's just having fun, but I also think that if he gets a reply, he gets a reply. Right? It's like this great Hold on, let me find it here. That guy's funny though, man. Nicholas Braun. So different I think, from I his think character he's trolling. too. I think he's trolling. Oh, he's he's absolutely trolling, but what I'm saying is that if Kim Kardashian reached out, do you think that he would say no? <laughs> like if it worked, oh, you could, okay, no, thank no, you. So what I'm saying is you yes. can, you can troll and you can, you can, you know, goof and you can do all this stuff. But if it actually turns out to work where if he, if you got a DM from Kim Kardashian. Yeah. Being like, yo, you mean Calabasas? <laughs> yeah, anytime soon? Exactly. It's like, uh, I saw this thing on Twitter where this guy wrote, my boy bet me that I never dated Issa Rae oh. and he, at Issa Rae. Yeah. I showed him a picture. He blocked me. Tell me I'm lying. Right. And it's a picture of this guy that you just photoshopped. A in picture. Of him and Issa Rae together. Oh, okay, cool. Right? Yeah. But the picture is like, she's like, I think on a red carpet somewhere, because she's not even looking at him <laughs> right. at all. Yeah, yeah. Right? He didn't try to photoshop like his arm around her. He's just standing in front of her. Yeah. And Issa Rae saw that tweet. Yeah. And replied and said, he sound like a hater to me. Miss you. <laughs> 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 so I mean, I don't know. True. I don't no, know. It I could know. happen. I you know. never know. Kim K's eyes could be on that video right Bro. now. Hey, Jeannie Bouchard, I bet you this. And next oh. thing you know, they're together for a year. Yeah, right? that is true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. So people shouldn't be traveling, and people still are, and there's rules everywhere now. Yes. If you decide to travel, you got to yes. quarantine, you got to do tests, yes. you got to prove that you've done a test, all yeah. this and that, right? Or not. Or just not. Um, the Bahamar is a resort in the Bahamas. Drake was recently there with Meek Mill and Lil Baby, just kicking it. Listen to this. The Bahamar in the Bahamas has a plan to quarantine any travelers who go down there with the coronavirus, mm -hmm. who end up getting coronavirus. The resort says it will provide a courtesy private jet service back to the states or give guests a complimentary 14-day stay if they test positive for COVID prior to departure. It's called the Travel with Confidence Program. The resort would also give any infected guests a daily dining credit of 150 bucks per day for up to 14 days in quarantine 
while they stay in a courtesy suite. Almost worth it. Why? <laughs> why, why put this you information get, out there? I know. Like, I know. Yeah. You're just encouraging people to go out to paradise to kick it on your <laughs> at your expense. Yeah. Sounds worth it to me. I don't know. Um, but yeah, this uh this resort in the Bahamas. Again, if you test positive, they're gonna provide a courtesy private jet service so back to the US. If you test positive, like, yeah. like, like the incentive is to go there and get corona, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. And you get a complimentary 14-day stay plus dining credit, 150 bucks per day. And that's day. only if you get coronavirus? Yeah, if you show up there and you get coronavirus. And they, they do, like, complimentary tests and everything. So if you show up there without coronavirus mm-hmm. and then, you I don't know, you start making out with the help. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what goes on at these resorts. Uh-huh. Okay. And then you you get coronavirus. You then open up the world of perks? Yes. Right. You like you've leveled up at that point oh, with huge. your with your vacation, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's wild to me. Right. Yeah. So who wants to go to the Bahamas now? This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hello. Hi. Is this Katie Adamson? Uh, this is her mom. Oh, it's Roz and Mocha calling. Katie oh, texted hello. us. Oh Hi. my goodness. Um, can we talk? Hi. To her? Is she around? Absolutely. She's right here. Hello. Hi, Katie. It's Ron Zamoka. Hi. How are you? Good. How old are you? <laughs> That's fine. Uh, We're strangers. I get it. Yeah. You don't have to say. Yeah, you don't have to no, say. The only reason why I'm calling is because you texted and said, I really love your show, and I would die to be on it. I don't even care if I win anything or not. So I just wanted to call. We wanted to call just to say hi, and thank you for listening to the Ron Zamoka Show. You're welcome. Now that you're on the show, what do you want to do? I don't know. Oh. Cool. <laughs> you want to shout anybody out? But in your text, you said you would die to be on our show. So you are now on the show. I don't know. You got anybody you want to shout out? Anybody you want to say hi to for proof? Not really. I don't know. I just, I thought it would be cool. Yeah. It's cool so far. I mean, I'm having a great time. <laughs> All right. Are you having fun? That's my phone. You can answer it. Oh, that's, yeah, I know. It's just. My dad's fixing my alarm clock. Oh, okay. I got you. You got a lot going on, huh? I have Kiss on. Okay. I have Kiss on okay. right okay. now. Turn it off. Turn it off. Turn it Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Turn it off. Turn it off. Turn it off. That doesn't, that yeah, doesn't help. Like that doesn't help things at all. <laughs> all right. Cool. Well, this has been great. Thank you, Katie, for listening. You're welcome. All right. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? How about that? Oh, no. All right. Okay. Well, it was great talking to you. Thank you very much for listening, <laughs> Katie. Best. Have a great day. <laughs> Later, Katie. Bye. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. All right. Time to check in with Juno Award winner Cardinal Fischel. Five albums deep with a sixth one on the way. He's also the executive director of A&R at Universal Music and just teamed up with Amazon for a special project. Mr. Cardinal Fischel, welcome back to the Roz and Mocha Show. Yo! Cardinal Vichel, been a friend of the show forever, always working, always inspiring, uh, and always trying to to help educate, whether it's through music or even on your own social media. Tell us about the uh, Amazon's Black Employee Network, how you got involved, why you thought it was important, and the, the basic message that's getting out there. I mean, listen, what's incredible is it's like, you know, I'm... I tend to do this all year long, but especially with the focus during uh, Black History Month, like I love to take part 
in a variety of different events and activations that can help amplify the message and, you know, kind of educate everybody as to what is happening present day with people in the black community, but also, um, you know, for a lot of things that have happened. And I think, you know, living in, you know, I don't like to call it this, but a post-George Floyd uh, society, right now we have a lot of people who are really, really engaged and who want to become progressive in learning, uh, you know, how we can make all these different relationships between races and cultures and ethnicities, how we can make it better in society. And, you know, besides, uh, you know, even at Universal starting um, a group called the Black Label Coalition, where we've done some big work. What I loved is that I saw something similar within the Black Employee Network uh, at Amazon. You know what I'm saying? They were doing some incredible work as well. And we had an event where I sat down with DJ Roses. So shout out to Rosalie. And, you know, we spoke about all kinds of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Everything from what can each, you know, what can each of us within society, what can we do? What, you know, how can we reconcile the past, but also, you know, look forward um, and make the future a better place. But, we all, you know, we also spoke about a lot of different things. You know what I'm saying? We spoke about, you know, Quest for Fire. That's my album that had like Bacardi slang and old time killing and all that. It's the 20th anniversary it's this crazy. year. You know what I'm saying? This April. So, you know, we spoke about that. And, you know, even crazy stuff like, yo, Dangerous, 12 years later, is charting globally in over 25 countries thanks to TikTok. So shout out you know what I'm saying to all my ladies that have Isn't been that making that that insane? go crazy. Like, so it's, it's what, a it's a time. What was your reaction to that when you know, as you said, so much time has passed since Dangerous came out and like took over the world, and now it's taking over the world again? What was your reaction <laughs> when you found out that this has like become a viral thing on TikTok? Listen, you know what's what's great is that you know things are changing within the music industry as we know annually. But now things are changing like month to month. And what I love is that we're not even looking at the music industry the same way. We used to look at it kind of like, you know, old school songs and then songs that are like brand new and coming out today. But what's interesting is with all these resurgent songs, the older, you know, some of the older songs are becoming the brand new songs today, you know, due to things like, um, you know, radio playing it, but then also streaming. You're having a lot of young kids who are discovering these songs for the first time. So it's like, you know, a lot of songs that we grew up loving are becoming brand new to the new generation. And it's just a whole new business that we're dealing with. You know what I'm saying? So it's super incredible. And I love the fact that I'm able to be an artist that's smack dab in the middle of it right now with this brand new wave of things that are happening. But also, you know, being an executive and being able to, you know, help steer it in the right in the right direction. Cardinal Official joins us right now on the Raza Mocha Show. What's it like for you being, you know, you and having the length of the career that you've had where, you know, out there right now, there's some young kid who discovered you from TikTok, who's telling some other young kid about you as if he just discovered you? You know, because it's you asking this question, Roz, what I will tell you is I actually still pretty much look 19 in the face. Oh, dude, listen, <laughs> I, I, this, I wasn't talking, I wasn't saying anything about you, about physical here, man, okay? Like, come on now. <laughs> I t Listen, uh, I tell these young kids all the time, believe it or not, I was only 11 years old when I made Dangerous. True, you know I remember saying? that. It was, a, it, was a, it was a huge story in Canada. 
it was it was it really was yeah. like you were like this child prodigy it was it, like like Here's people don't remember that school who uh, linked up with akon for this hit record like it was exactly. it, not not to it mention was, it was a middle school project that i did an after school project not to mention um, that you were six three when you were nine <laughs> um but we all we all remember that <laughs> i mean listen dude um i live an enchanted life i'm super thankful I love it because in a brand new way, it's it's able to just reinvigorate and, and, and really just engage me uh, with a brand new audience as well as my core fan base that never went anywhere. So, I mean, it's super sick. And it's like, you know, not just songs that, you know, songs like Dangerous and all the other hits that have happened, but even working with the city of Toronto and we partnered with the Raptors. Um, you know, I produced a song that's called Freedom Heights for Black History Month mm-hmm. uh, with their Awakenings program. And it's like, you know, it's an intergenerational song. So you have me and, of course, the Queen Julie Black on the song, but then you have brand new artists like Savannah Ray, Emmanuel, and even Susan Carroll from Dallas, Texas, who got on the song. And not only is the song fire, you know what I'm saying, with all the proceeds going to, uh, you know, constructing and the maintenance of the NIA Center, but, you know, it's amazing because, you know, one of the first times, you know, I was part of Northern Touch, which, you know, combined you know, rappers from the from the West Coast and the East Coast. And we made this, you know, just incredible, uh, incredible song that had such significant cultural impact. But now we're doing an intergenerational song. Man, it's like just having the opportunity to to be at the forefront of, of new music and all these new artists, but as well just capitalize on all this stuff and all the work that I've put in. Like, it, it's crazy, man, and I, I love it, man. I, I feel so blessed. Cardinalo Vichel, uh, The Quest for Fire, Volume 1. That album turns 20 in two months. You're going to join us again on the show to chat about it. We cannot wait. Listen, you know that I love you guys. You guys have always been amazing supporters, and I love all the KISS fans and the fact that every Friday you guys still play my loud ass voice you know what i'm saying before you before you guys rock out so i appreciate you guys more than you know and for sure a thousand percent i will be there bro so you let me know and 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 you know we can have we can have a party on the radio let's do it i'm ready cardinal official always a pleasure thank you for joining us on the Roz and mocha show <laughs> this is the Roz and mocha show podcast there's a super sweet super cute dog that is looking for a home yeah. and we know that you could help uh, we're going to find a dog at home today. Uh, her name is Daisy. She's at Dog Tales Rescue, and Catherine pointed this post out to me. She's a special needs dog, yeah, and she needs she needs help. Other than that, she's perfect. Like, she's fun. She's happy. Uh, she's gorgeous. She's seven years old, um, but she is a special needs dog, and Catherine uh, showed me this Instagram shot yesterday from Dog Tales Rescue and was like, you and Mocha got to fix this now. Aww. And I was like, okay, we'll, we'll see what we can do. Cassandra from Dogtails Rescue is on the Raza Mocha show right now. How you doing? I'm so good. How are you guys? Doing really great. Really great. Cassandra, the reason we we called you, um, so uh, my girlfriend Catherine was in and around on scrolling through Instagram, and she was on Dogtails Rescue, which is your organization. And she forwarded me a message or a post that you guys did about Daisy, and she looked at me and said, you and Mocha got to find this dog a home. And then I read the post and I sent it to Mocha and we were both like, oh, my God, we need to try and find this dog a home. 
And we're so we're here today to help you to do anything we can with the audience that we have and the platform that we have to help Daisy find a forever home because her story is incredible. And um, what can you, first of all, welcome to the show and thank you for being with us. And um, what can you tell us about Daisy? Because she's been with you guys since 2018, right? Yeah, so she's been with us for going on about three years now. Um, in 2018, we got a call from a rescuer um, overseas that brought Daisy to our attention, and they had fundraised a bunch of money to just send her over and to have her live the life that she should. So in 2018, we got her, and she was in really, really horrible condition, but from the start was the most sweet girl. She had been through so much abuse where she came from, um, and we've had her ever since. She's been a bit harder to adopt out because of what her abusers did to her. She is fully incontinent, so she will just kind of go to the bathroom um, whenever. Mm-hmm. So it's been a little bit of a struggle to find the right person that's able to uh, take care of that day-to-day. So since Daisy's arrival with you guys back in 2018, have people like come by at least to like meet her or to spend time with her or has like no one even attempted to uh, give Daisy a home? There's been the past few years there's been a few people that have come and met Daisy a lot of them didn't understand the extent of her incontinence yeah and then there were a handful of people that did want to bring her home Um, but unfortunately she doesn't get along with cats so that right. has okay. been a tough one, too, yeah. So she's a special needs dog, and other than that, she's beautiful and wonderful and, and happy and all of this other stuff, right? Um, what do you what do you say is the perfect place for her? Because obviously people are like, I'm, I'm wondering if I can, you know, if this would work with my life, if we have the place for it, if I'm even the type of person for it. You have to have kind of a profile in your head of who would be the, the sort of perfect person and what the right environment would be. What is that? Yeah, for sure. So just getting to know Daisy the last few years, she's amazing with children. She'd be amazing with a busy family that just wants to give her love, attention, and play with her. Like, she's totally fine with people, and she really craves love. Um, But definitely, like, no cats. Someone that is home often enough where they can clean up after her and check her bedding to make sure she hasn't soiled herself and be available to give her baths frequently. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she is okay with other dogs. She's okay with larger dogs. But due to her breed, she's a pointer mix. Any small animals like cats, small dogs, wildlife, she's really not good with. So ideally someone that has a fenced backyard too. Even if somebody is sort of interested right now in Daisy, um, the special needs um, dog that you guys are looking after, uh, one of the things that people think of in their own head is, oh my God, this sounds expensive. Yeah, yeah. So with Daisy, we have placed her as a forever foster. As a forever foster? Okay. Yes. So what that means is dog tails will cover all medical costs for life. Um, If she, we just want her in a home, basically. We just want her to be with someone day to day. So you guys, so so dog tails will cover her medical expenses, whatever those may be. So this won't be on whatever family adopts her or takes her in as a, a forever foster, right? Yeah, which is and huge. Also, yeah, yeah, 
Um, she also doesn't have much medical. She's healed from her injuries. Yeah. It's just more um, that's what's happened to her body. So she can't go back from the incontinence. But other than that, she's a happy and mobile and, and healthy girl. Okay. So Daisy, oh again, has been with Dogtails Rescue. Um, we're going to do our best to try and find her a home. Uh, uh, she's been with you guys for three years. And you, like, even post pictures of her being like, Daisy's got another Valentine's Day all alone. Aww. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's you guys do such yeah. a great job. You, you honestly do. You're in. Instagram is beautiful. The pictures of your animals are incredible. Like, if anybody, please, it's uh, it's Dogtails Rescue on Instagram, right? Yes, yes. Okay, and what's your phone number? So our phone number is 905-713-1887. And we can also be reached through email at info at dogtails.ca. Okay. And, and then and- are you doing, like, um... Like, how are you setting up appointments? It can't, I understand it might not be able to, you know, bring your entire family, but can one person from a family come out to you and uh, and meet Daisy? Yes. So we do phone calls first just to make sure it's the right fit to chat more, get more information. And then yeah. from there, we do all outdoor appointments now. Um, so the family is welcome to come meet her as like the second step after the phone call just to learn more about her and just meet her and, and fall in love with her. Like anyone that meets this dog will fall in love. She's like Velcro. She's stuck to people. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's Dogtails Rescue. Go on their site. Uh, Daisy, seven-year-old pointer. She's gorgeous, um, but she is very much a special needs dog. We know the right family and the right house is out there somewhere. Uh, and if you if you do, if this is appeals to you in any way or you got a big heart and you're willing to do the work uh, to get the love back, from this gorgeous dog, then please get a hold of Dogtails Rescue. Okay? Thank you, Cassandra. Thank you guys so much. We'll let you know if she finds a home. Thank you. You take care. Take care. Bye. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. So much going on in Bachelor. So we'll quickly recap what went down last night. It was hometowns and blah, blah. Um, <laughs> Great recap. Oh, Tell God. it again. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Because everything about this show is now secondary to everything that's going on with Rachel Kirkconnell and um, and Matt and then Chris Harrison. Everything in the show is sort of secondary because they can't change any of it now because it's all shot and it's all filmed. And now they have no choice but to just let it play out the way that it's going to. Yeah. Uh, is he going to pick Rachel? Is that the deal with this? He's going to wind up with the girl that did all the racist stuff. That's great. So anyway, on the show last night, uh, Serena, in an unprecedented move. During these unprecedented times. She sends Matt away in a limo. She, she's with the final four hometowns. Hold on a second. Yes. She had to get into a limo? Yeah, they were together, and then she sent his ass away in a car, as opposed to the other way around. Listen to this. I think it's important that we do have an honest conversation, especially at this point. I mean, we had such an obvious connection and chemistry right off the bat, and things were so great with us, and I felt so excited and good about everything. But I think you also know that I've had moments where I struggled and did have doubts. We have the most amazing time together, but when it came to being able to actually talk about my feelings for you and how I felt about you, I really struggled. 
I think that it just comes down to the fact that I don't, I don't think that you're my person. Oh, damn. Um, it sucks to hear that because <clears throat> I just want what's best for you. And <clears throat> if that's not going to be me and I can't make you happy and be all those things for you, then like, that stinks. Get in the car and then, go. and then afterwards, they got him alone, and he was all teary-eyed and had this to say. The easy thing to do when I was talking to Serena is run. And that's what I wanted to do, because that's what I've seen my whole life, is just to run from difficult conversations. But nothing gets resolved. And now, in the back of my mind, I think about the other women. I'm scared. What if their feelings change? Nope. The last thing <laughs> I want to do is leave here with a broken heart. Wow. Wow. And of course, he's in the he's in a terrible position because if he does wind up with Rachel, he's now has to deal with everything, the fallout of all of that that went down. But so he released a statement yesterday. I'm going to read you some of this. You let me know what you think. He said, the past few weeks have been some of the most challenging of my life. And while there are several episodes left of the season, it is important that I take the time to address the troubling information that has come to light since, uh, since we wrapped filming, including the incredibly disappointing photos of Rachel Kirkconnell and the interview between Rachel Lindsay and Chris Harrison. He goes on to say, the reality is that I'm learning about these situations in real time, and it has been devastating and hard heartbreaking heartbreaking to put it bluntly so mm. he winds up with her yeah, right he has to sure. wind up with her but then how do you deal with this now how do you deal with the first black bachelor winds up with a girl who's liking friends instagram shots in front of a confederate flag like how do you what do you do with that you break up with her and then so the other thing is that abc and warner brothers have spoken to rachel Lindsay about the possibility of hosting the after the final rose oh wow now, this according to a source, however, they say, quote, she is still weighing the options and is pushing for an after the final rose to include a bigger conversation about race overall in the franchise. And no final decision has been made yet. So how, what are your thoughts on Rachel stepping in to host after the final I have rose? No problem with Rachel at all. I like her. I think people like her. Yeah. I think she'd be a great host. Yeah. But uh, but this is turning into just an absolute I wonder if this nightmare is like scenario. One. Of Matt's response. So, okay, he ends up with Rachel, yeah. right? And this announcement is step one. And then step two, because eventually they'll break up. Cool. I think at least. What and then they... step two will be him releasing another statement being like, part of us breaking up was yeah. because I didn't agree. Right. Or I think what that everything. What if they everything... don't break up, though? What about that situation? What if they don't break up? Ah. Is there a chance that they don't break up? I don't think There's so. There's always a chance that they won't break up. Yeah. But anyway, so that's the latest in Bachelor World, y'all. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. One division. No spoilers. No spoilers. Um, if you watch WandaVision, you're going to love what I'm going to play for you. If you don't watch, I still think you're going to enjoy. Uh, if you plan on watching, then you decide if you want to listen to what I'm going to play. I don't know if this is a spoiler or not. Actually, maybe. But whatever. 
it's fun. If you're doing what I think you're doing, it's like the, the biggest spoiler of the season. Should I not then? You want to talk about something else? No, it's not. It can't of be. Of course it is. Is it? Even in the name of it, it's the biggest spoiler of the season. I think I know what you're doing. Yeah. Hold on a second. Let me just, let me. Um, Use your mouth and no, no, don't no. say anything. I, I'm going to try and be cryptic about this. Are you going to play that song? The song. I shouldn't, right? Don't play it. How do you not think that that's a spoiler? And I don't care. You know me and spoilers. You love them. Right? Well, I, I love them for things I don't like. Right? I, 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 I love, I get great joy at spoiling things that I didn't enjoy. Yeah. Um, but if you think that there's a way to do this without spoiling it for people, unless we've given enough notice right now that we're going to talk about WandaVision. So if you haven't oh, seen yeah. WandaVision, um, I don't know, here comes a spoiler. I guess. I don't know. I don't know the rules of spoilers. This is just way too lit. I heard it yesterday and okay. I've been watching the tweets and the reaction to it has been incredible. Okay. I just don't know how you put this into context without spoiling it, but I don't care. So go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> the king of spoiler alerts yeah, whatever. approves. Yeah, I don't care. Go ahead. Okay, so more than enough warning, all right? <laughs> more than enough. Yes. This is a song that had everyone going nuts over the weekend. And a producer from Chicago by the name of Leland Philpot did like a trap remix of this song. And it is dope. I mm -hmm. listened to it a bunch of times yesterday. Mm -hmm. What's the name of the song? I'm not going to give you a spoiler. Please. You can't introduce a song without saying the name of the song. You've done that 10,000 times on this show. You're not going to do it now? I'm not going to say anything, no. Absolutely not. Okay. I, I respect too much. Oh, God. that it was Agatha all along? Spoiler alert! <laughs> Let me get this straight. It was Agatha all along? Uh, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't hear that part. I don't know. Hold on now. It was Agatha all along? No spoilers! <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Going through the story on the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, the people behind the Golden Globes. Okay. Because nobody really knows that much about, like, the Golden Globes are, like, it goes the Oscars, then the Globes, and then sort of everything else, right? Mm -hmm. Like, we all just know that. Like, it's just the sort of way that the world works. Choice, like uh, but, like, who are the Golden Globes? Because we know everybody gets up there and they thank the Hollywood Foreign Press Association and all this stuff. Because the Academy, when you're dealing with the Academy, it's a very large group. Yeah. Right, it's a very large group. The Hollywood Foreign Press Association is 87 people. What? Yeah. No, it's not. It's 87 people. That's it? Yeah. We'll get into that in a second. But so in November, a federal judge sided with the Hollywood Foreign Press Association um, and dismissed a potentially damaging antitrust lawsuit. So there was a reporter, a journalist, 
uh, named Christy Flaw, and she accused the Hollywood Foreign Press Association of instituting, quote, a culture of corruption, claiming the tax-exempt organization operated as a kind of cartel, barring qualified applicants, including herself, and monetizing all important press access while improperly subsidizing its members' income. So she goes on to say that thousands of dollars in compensation is what these Hollywood Foreign Press Association members receive from the very same studios, networks, and celebrities they um, give trophies to when the award season rolls around, and it's all undone under a, quote, code of silence. Um, For publicists, listen to this, an entire financial incentive structure has grown around securing Globe nominations and wins. A redacted 2017 contract for an award show consultant reviewed by the Times, who wrote this story, detailed what a source said was a typical pay scale for a Studio Globes campaign. In addition to the consultant's $45,000 fee, they would receive a $20,000 bonus if the movie got a a Golden Globe nomination and a $30,000 bonus if the um, movie won. A related L.A. Times story put a spotlight on the lack of black members in the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. Because if you remember, this year, there was none of the black-led films were nominated. No Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, no To Five Bloods, yeah. uh, no One Night in Miami, none of that stuff. So out of the 87 members in the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, zero of them are black. Really? Okay. This zero, sounds like a big racket. Right? Zero of them are black. Yeah. So so what they're saying is that studios and publicists and everybody set up these. They were talking, I think it was Amazon, where Amazon said that they had something like seven people on staff only to deal with the Hollywood Foreign Press Association to secure nominations. Wow. So when you have none. As somebody's full-time job. As somebody's full, seven people's full-time job for yeah. one studio to just deal with the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. So when you start getting into, into this, 87 members, none are black, all of this other stuff. Some guy got busted. One of the Hollywood Foreign Press members got busted trying to sell his own tickets to the what? show for $40,000. No. Yes. And then he was like, no, no, no. I gave one to my friend. He tried to sell it. No, okay, Yo. buddy. Right? <laughs> but I'm telling you, this is the Golden Globes. It's the And nobody, I've never questioned before because everybody just gets up there and, and they, says. They've just been there, too. It's just forever. There. Yeah. So you figure, like, they got to figure it out and, like, everything is. Is, yes, is legit. Yes, really, right? Yes, yeah. It's really, it's really wild. But, uh, but, but people hire this publicists that are specifically hired to finesse the um, the reporters that are part of the Hollywood Foreign Press. And if you finesse them enough to get a nomination, you get a twenty thousand dollar bonus. And if if you get a win out of them, you get a thirty thousand dollar bonus. Oh, like it's a whole damn. racket. It's a whole racket. Yeah. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. It's very rare that we get cool stuff that Americans don't get. It's always the other way around. HBO Max, all that other stuff. Yeah. But uh, with Disney Plus Star, everybody up here is losing their minds. Oh, and everybody got? And everybody in the U.S. is super pissed off about it. Why? Well, because they don't have it, right? Oh, they don't? No, no, no. Seriously? No, no. It's two separate things. Disney Plus Star is in, like, all these international countries yeah but not in the not in the u.s oh, as, here it is as, on my the, as the package look at that as soon as i open the app it's the yeah, first dude. thing that pops up they, yeah. have they have half the stuff that on hulu that we're gonna get well th- no that that's what i'm saying right so they have but they have to subscribe to two separate things in order to get it right where no, if, if, sure. you, if you have disney plus star now oh wow. yeah dude i'm telling you the screenshots are incredible because there's a lot of stuff that disappeared from streaming services 
a while ago that you've just forgot about. Like people are real excited that um, Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet and Moulin Rouge are both on Disney Plus Star. And movies that we've not been able to see since they came out, like Love, Victors, finally in Canada. Yeah. All the diehards are on there. The Martian, which how much do I want to watch that after all the Mars stuff? Do you remember The Martian Is that with the Matt one Damon? With Matt oh, Damon. Yeah, yeah, that was great. God, I like that movie's so good. Yeah. Uh, all the Family Guy, everybody's freaking out over because they're all on there now. Okay. Uh, Deadpool, finally. Deadpool was... Oh, yeah, Deadpool wasn't anywhere. No. Oh, wow, interesting. No. Um, Con Air, I might watch that this weekend. Who's in Con Air again? <laughs> uh, Nick Cage, um, Hello, right? Nick Cage, yeah. yeah. It's, the, it's the airplane where they traffic uh, convicts back was and it, forth. Um, was Sean Connery in that one, too? Uh, Wasn't he? No, 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 no. John Malkovich. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, John, yeah, yeah, John, yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, it, it's it's um, it's Nick Cage with long hair. Yeah. John Malkovich with, I believe, no hair, and <laughs> um, and what's that guy's name? John Cusack with his regular hair. I forgot Cusack was in that movie. Yes. Yeah, I believe that. That I believe that that's the. Yo, I'm just going through. Cast. Is my the... favorite movie on there? Money Train. Is the that list? on there? Here, let me check. I don't know. Money. Are you just shouting at stuff now that you don't know if it's even on there? Well, yeah, how am I supposed to know? Well, no, train. you if search I know, that. I'm, not I'm, going through, I'm going through talking about stuff that they actually have. Well, I'm asking no. I'm not going to start there. searching for you. Nothing. No, I have it's no not idea. There. No, it's not there. That's crazy, though. Devil Wears Prada. Oh, and see, now we're talking. 500 Days of Summer, which is really great. I like yeah. that movie a lot. Which one, Devil Wears Prada? No, 500 Days of Summer. Oh, have you seen Devil Wears Prada? Yep. Oh. Yeah, I didn't mind Devil Wears Prada. Oh, my okay. favorite movie line ever is in that movie. Which is? Gird your loins. What does that mean? I don't know, but he says it. Uh -oh. Stanley Tucci says that when Miranda Priestly's showing up to the office. Uh, the proposal's on there. That's with Betty White. I saw... Uh, yes, it is with Betty White. It's also with Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds, but also Betty White. I saw Pretty Woman is on there. Is it? Yep. Big That's mistake. with Jason Alexander. Big mistake. Huge. Uh, yeah, so so we, we rarely get cool things up here that they don't get in the United States, and uh, today's one of those days where we get the cool thing, and uh, they don't. All the Futurama are on there. Nice. Uh, finally, because it disappeared a very long time ago, because Netflix is very much all Adam Sandler all the time. Yeah. Uh, but there's one movie that we used to be on Netflix, and then it disappeared from Netflix, and now it's on Disney Plus Star, which is The Water Boy. <laughs> oh, yo, that's a classic. Because that movie doesn't exist anywhere on yeah, streaming totally anymore, right? That. Yeah. So the Water Boys on there. All the Desperate Housewives are on there. Uh, yeah. So we finally get something cool that they don't. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Getting hyped for the. Uh... All the stuff that Disney Plus is releasing with the Marvel Cinematic mm -hmm. Universe. We got two more weeks of WandaVision. That's it, huh? Yep, two episodes to go. And then after that, we get Falcon and Winter Soldier. Right, which I'm also very excited about. And then after that, I think... Do we get Black Widow this year? Well, Black, well, that's a theatrical release, right? So mm. who knows? Who knows? And then June 11th, we get the premiere of the Loki Tom Hidd Hiddleston Disney Plus show. Right. And, and you know they're not doing like a full like eight episode or 12 episode run. For Loki? 
Yeah. Well, what is it? I don't know. They're doing six episodes. Six. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they've already signed on to do. They split the season. I guess they're. They're. I guess the second one. They're calling it season two, but they've signed on for right. season two. But they've only done right. or are releasing six episodes of the Loki one. Just yeah. to answer your question, Black Widow is May seventh. May seventh. That's right. in theaters, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I, I wonder if all of it. this is going to to um, be part of the same kind of like timeline. Mm. Or if they're all going to be intertwined in some way, don't know. The problem with the the problem that, that they have now with timeline is, and it was interesting yesterday when they released the official title of Spider Man. Yeah, which is Spider Man, No Way Home. No Way Home. They made it very clear in the announcement that it was only in theaters. So hmm. this will not be one that they have to be in, put in a position to stream it. So when you're dealing with things that timeline, whether it be any of these shows, you have now these shows on Disney Plus that are going to be rolling out, but you also have theatrical releases of movies. And if there's any sort of crossover within the timeline where you really should be watching one before you watch the other... That screws them up big time. Well, I guess it just forces Be you to if they want to make sure, like as a fan of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, to watch like everything. No, right? no, I don't mean it screws up fans. It screws up Disney. Well, I guess it would then too, right? Because if you have something that is need, that needs to be a theatrical release that ties into the timeline of one of your shows on Disney+, Plus, you can release something on Disney+, Plus at any point. But if you can't release, if they mm. get screwed with Spider-Man... And they have something ready to go on Disney Plus that you need to watch after Spider-Man. Their whole timeline is screwed up. What if they gave me the option to rent? If I'm already a subscriber of Disney Plus, which I am. Right. If they gave me an option to rent the movie. Let's say we're going with timeline order, right? Or movie order that they want all of us to watch. If they gave me the option to rent for a 48-hour period... Black Widow, and then maybe in December, rent the new Spider-Man movie. I would fully be down for that. No, but that's this is the thing, though, is that that's not... Like, they made it so specific in their announcement. It was Spider-Man, No Way Home, only in theaters, meaning this is not going to wind up on Disney+. Plus. Well, I'm not going to theaters. <laughs> I know, this is what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Right? I mean, maybe in America. I know they're open theaters in New York soon, but when's in the... Well, we'll be like summer 2022 up here, right? Yeah, and no, I don't... Right? Yeah, I wait. <laughs> yeah. So I'm saying it really could screw up if everything is timeline sensitive and crossovers between Disney Plus and what they plan to release in theaters. It could really, really screw them up. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I'm on this Facebook group page. Yeah. Called People Who Kind of Look Like Adam Sandler but Aren't Adam Sandler. What? <laughs> There is a shocking number of people who kind of look like Adam Sandler, really? but who aren't Adam Sandler. Like Big John McCarthy, the UFC referee's on there. Oh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I never thought of that, you know? There's an old picture of Bob Dylan where, I mean, I've seen pictures of Bob Dylan forever, and this one picture of Bob Dylan just happens to look exactly like so Adam Sandler. Like people but are, it's not are Adam submitting Sandler. famous? No, it's all regular people. And the amount of regular people in this world yeah. that kind of look like Adam Sandler but are not Adam Sandler, but who also choose to live their life with the same Adam Sandler haircut. 
Oh, really? Like it's not. Is it because they recognize that they look like Adam Sandler? That's, they what, I'm, wanna... that's what I'm saying. So if you kind of look like somebody, hmm. would you go out of your way to lean into that, or would you sort of shy away from that? Like if somebody told you that you looked like somebody, and then they had like a distinct haircut that they've had forever. No, because I would never want to be. I would never want to be mistaken for that person. No, I would love to be. I get mistaken for two people. Who? Mocha, go ahead. One time, Maury got mistaken for Rick Moranis. No, I get Rick Moranis all the time and Seth Green all the time. Seth Green? Yeah. Who's Seth Green? The star of Idle Hands, and he voices characters on Family Guy. He was also Dr. Evil's kid. Oh, why didn't you say Dr. Evil's kid? Oh, because I loved him in Idle Hands. Scott Evil. Okay, 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 Maury. When somebody asks you... (laughs) Come on, man. Also, also this, okay? When somebody asks you who somebody is, right? When I go, when you say, hey, this person, and they go, who's that person? And they're trying to visualize who that person is. Don't tell me uh, something that they voice. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? But You know, he voices Chris on Family Guy. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, no, I'm not going to do that. Look at this, Maury. Come here. Look at this. Just stand right there and look at some of these pictures. Look at that. That's not Adam Sandler. So what is it, though? That's not Adam Sandler. not Adam Sandler. No, it's not. That's not Adam Sandler. That's not Adam Sandler. That is Adam Sandler. I know, man. Look, at that's not Adam Sandler. But what is it? That's Adam Sandler right there. Yeah, look at that. That's what, not Adam Sandler. No, facial, what facial features? It's, it's the, is it like a combination uh, okay. of different things? It's it, a, what what you see a lot of them have is they have the outside um, corners of his eyes sort of slope slope down like a little bit, like from yeah. the eyebrows kind of thing. So he's got like sleepy eyes. Yeah, right. A lot of them he they have a goatee. They ha- every single one of them has the Adam Sandler short haircut. Okay, and, 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 the, three and the wrinkles nose. in the forehead. Yeah, the three wrinkles in the forehead and the nose. Like I like it's so incredible to me. Does anyone have the uh, the Adam Sandler? I guess the the smile. Yeah, look at this guy, Maury. Look at this guy. Does he do he have the smile? Look at that guy. Oh. That's Adam Sandler, but it's not Adam Sandler. And there's a whole Facebook group to this. I'm huh? telling you, it's called people who kind of look like Adam Sandler but aren't Adam Sandler. How many people in the group? <laughs> Can you see? No, I don't know how to do. I don't know how to do this, man. Now you're asking me to do things I don't know how to do. Oh God, it's I don't Facebook, know, dude. like four thousand. Right there. Yeah, 4,000 people, (laughs) right? It's a big community. (laughs) This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Hi, Ellie. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing good. Welcome to the Roz and Mocha Show. Thank you. So excited. What's on your mind? Um, help. I need to get motivated to work out again. Oh, this is a tough one. We need some help with people texting because I may not be the best person to talk to. <laughs> Mocha, on the other hand. Uh, yeah, you wrote us this. Uh, what's the best advice to get motivated to start working out? Um, you said that at the start of COVID, you were working out like a lot of people were at home with one of the apps, and then it just started to get boring. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. And you've not been able to get back into it. You also have three kids. That may be a contributing factor. I'm going to say yes. That is a very <laughs> high percentage that that may be a contributing factor. So yeah. um, what are your, I guess, what are your goals? Really? I just want to, I, I just like the way I felt when I was working out. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Are you just not feeling that way anymore? No, I'm starting to get like back pain again and gets aches and pains same girl same (laughs) (laughs) so at the start of the pandemic when you were working out frequently what was different about your other than covid all right other than the lockdown and everything what was different about your life in your home situation where you were able to get those minutes to work out versus right now 
Because now um, and back then, everyone, we were all still at home. You were still at home with your kids. Yeah. School was a big thing. The schooling was a little bit different in terms of, like, how involved it was because everybody was still new with the whole online school. Yeah. So I had extra time. We didn't have to log in as much. Um, and I also won the free app, like a free membership. So mm. that was also my, my advice. And I don't have a lot of advice on, on working out. <clears throat> um, Mocha can talk to you about that. Uh, but my <laughs> advice for getting motivated and, and I think that it's, it's, it'll work with either working out, but it's the same thing I would say to somebody who is stuck in a rut creatively or at their job or whatever it is. And that is mm-hmm. the single greatest motivator is the sense of accomplishment. And I think right. it's a matter of just knocking something off your list. Like if you were standing in the kitchen and I don't know, your, your kid's in the bath or whatever it is, and you have literally three minutes. If you're standing in the kitchen, you could be wearing a robe and slippers. Just say to yourself, if I drop down on the floor right now, can I do 15 push-ups, and then just right. do, and then do it. And it's yeah. a, and, and, and the sense of accomplishment is going to wind up being your biggest motivator. And, and I think that that's the best place to start. I think you're sitting there going, God, there's so much to do when it comes to working out and exercising that you're actually not getting anything done. I think you need exactly. to I, I think you need to start proving to yourself that you can one make a little bit of time for it and two actually com- com- compete or complete whatever task you've set out for yourself to, to to do and they don't have to be huge. you just have to start knocking stuff off your list. Okay, yeah, that sounds. Are you at home, like, with the kids by yourself, or are you you married? You got a boyfriend? Do you have help around the house? Yeah, okay. I'm married, yeah. So but my husband, his schedule is kind of all over the place, so yeah. it's usually just me and the three kids. Oh, okay. Do you time. know, like, what his schedule is for the most part, though? Like, ahead of mm-hmm. time? No. Oh, it changes every day. So Yeah, he's, what he's if... in contracting and volunteer firefighter. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, okay, so busy guy. Um, so what yeah. if it's, like, a conversation with him where you say to him, like, listen— you have your goal. Let's say you want to get in like three workouts a week, right? Or let's just mm-hmm. say you want to take it easy and start out with two workouts a week. And if you right. say to him, listen, I need 20 minutes to myself or I need 15 minutes to myself. Here's what I want to do. Can you manage the kids for me? And then right. that way you can lock yourself up in the basement or the room, wherever it is that you're doing your workouts. And as mm-hmm. Roz said, uh, start knocking things off your list. If your goal is two days a week to do 20 minutes of cardio or 20 minutes of something. And you mentioned like, you know, the, the, the free apps, right. Or the apps that give free workouts until you have to pay for it. There are thousands and thousands and thousands of workouts that you can watch just on YouTube and you could cycle through so many of those and you don't have to pay for any of them. It's just a matter of doing some research. But what I think is you need to like write down what your goals are for the next little while, whether it's working out twice a week, whether it's working out three times a week, or if your goal is to work out every single day and work up to that. Okay. Do you have stairs in your house? We do, yeah. You do. How many times a day are you walking up and down those stairs? Quite a few. Quite a few. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yeah. suggest something for you, okay? I, I think that you should start off with bursts. And just to get your heart rate up to sort of put your get get all the, the chemicals flowing and everything else and give you that hit that you need. And for mm-hmm. every time you walk up those stairs, right. try this for me. Don't walk up those stairs. Every single time you're going to go walk up those stairs, you're going to run up, you're going to walk back down, then you're going to run up again. It's going to take you the exact same amount of time as walking up once, but only you're going to get that hit. You're going to get your heart rate going. 
Okay. Start with that. Don't look at stairs completely differently now in your world. Every time you have to walk up that flight of stairs in your house, run up, walk back down, and then run back up again. That sounds doable. Yep. It's just a matter of getting into it. And to be honest with you, because I went through the exact same thing where I was working out like crazy, then COVID hit, and everything like completely stopped. And then I started again. And once you start, that day one and that feeling after day one, you are going to, it's going to change you. You're going to be like, yes, now I remember why I loved exercising. Now I remember how this made me feel. And it's going to motivate you to want to do it the very next day and the day after that and the day after that. Right. Okay. Yeah, you're going to love it. You're going you're gonna to kill it, Ellie. I know. I <laughs> promise you, day one, you're going to do like a 20-minute workout or a 15-minute workout, whatever, and you're, something in your mind is going to click, and you're going to be like, yes, I got this. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Get those gains. Bras <laughs> <laughs> and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. Ah, I love this part of the podcast. Oh, hell yeah. News time. Hey, Mocha. Yes, sir. Are you, are you ready? Are of course, you ready? of course. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's do the news. A Roz and Mocha show and kiss 92.5 news break. Uh, Vanessa Bryant is slamming Meek Mill's insensitive uh, reference to Kobe Bryant. So there was a song that was leaked called Don't Worry by Meek Mill, and a lot of fans were hating on it as it was circulating online. Uh, in the lyrics, we can, is it bleeped? Is this bleeped? Yeah, this part, there's no swear words. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and if I ever lack, I'm going out with my chopper, it'd be another Kobe. Like okay. super quick. Yeah. To- if if I ever lack, I'm going out with my chopper. Chopper, I'll be another Kobe. And so Vanessa wrote, "Dear Meek Mills, I find this line to be extremely insensitive and disrespectful." Period. I'm not familiar with any of your music, but I believe you can do better than this. If you are a fan, fine. There's a better way to show your admiration for my husband. This lacks respect and tact. Yeah, I so. didn't think that the line. I understand what he's trying to say. I didn't think that line was cool. No. At all. No. Like, come on, Meek. You should know better. Right. Should um, he, though? This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I started watching Wheel of Fortune on uh, Netflix. Roxy found it. On Netflix? Yeah, she discovered it. So we've been watching a lot of Wheel of Fortune on Netflix. You have the whole show there? No, it's weird. They have, like, they have a lot of seasons, but they don't have... It doesn't, it's not like you can go back and start from the beginning. Oh. Uh, but I'm... Uh, <laughs> I'm... I have to get into this sort of... Wheel of Fortune headspace because Wheel of Fortune clues sort of go against all other quiz show clues that you can find, right? Like on Wheel of Fortune, the one that pissed me off the other night was place, right? Place. And then when you start seeing the the words pop up when it's place, you start thinking in terms of like Roman Colosseum. Sure. Or, you know, uh, I don't know. I don't, like I don't famous even, places like, around the world. Like West Palm Beach. Like, okay. like this kind of thing, right? But in, in, in Wheel of Fortune world, like when you start getting the letters, it, it, it starts to make less sense to you because they're super unfamiliar. So on something like Wheel mm-hmm. of Fortune, the clue was place, but the answer was glimmering blue lakes. Oh, you know what I mean? Well, technically, yeah, that is a place. Yeah, but it's not a place. But it's not a place, right? Anyway, I don't know why I'm pissed off about Wheel of Fortune. Roxy puts it on every night. I get angry. (laughs) Maury. This is the exact argument we had. We're famous person, and it was um, pianist. Right. That's not a person. 
Pianist is a person. Pianist is but a person. But I understand what you're saying. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. But when you start thinking about what, like, a famous person, I'm not going to immediately know what that says pianist but that is still a person though what i'm saying is that i'm with you on this where it's not a name of a person yeah do you remember that one clue on wheel where that woman got it and it was one two three four five six seven words okay and she only had the l in the fourth word one mean, L in the fourth word, and it was, I've got a good feeling about this. And she got the clue with okay, only on. the L in feeling. What was and the answer? No, and okay, wait, I've wait. got a good feeling oh, about this. Oh, I thought this. she had a good oh, feeling. Oh, no. that's the answer. The, okay, answer was, <laughs> the answer was, I've got a good feeling about this, and the only letter she had was the L in feeling. Cheater. Cheater. Right? She looked at his Cheater. notes. I don't know why. I get so pissed off when I watch Wheel of Fortune. It's yeah. so crazy. And I shouldn't. No, you and I really should. shouldn't. I also, I also think that they need to get Patch Sajak longer sleeves. Because if you ever oh, watch God. Wheel of Fortune, no, no, all no. the man does. No, because when he does the final spin, you can't have a longer sleeve because it'll get caught on the pegs. Let me finish. What I'm saying is all Pat Sajak does, okay, all he does is he reaches underneath his jacket and pulls his shirt lower. Yeah. But, you know, he wears a suit jacket. And, you know, people want that little tiny bit of shirt to come out of the bottom of the suit uh -huh. jacket. That's all he does during wheel is he tugs on his shirt to, to stick it out more because his jackets are too long. Like they either need to alter the man's jackets or they need to get the man longer shirts because it's clearly not working for him because it's all email, he man. does is fidget with his shirts. Anyway, I'm over this. <laughs> It's a lot of negative energy. I know. Wheel of Fortune. I, I know. Like old episodes on Netflix. I, I know. And I'm sure everybody went through this emotion with Wheel of Fortune years ago. I'm just going through it now because yeah. we've only now just discovered it. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, somebody pointed out something on Friends that um, will change the way that you watch Friends. And I had noticed this about Jennifer Aniston years ago while interviewing her. Oh. Um, but she does it on Friends. And so somebody brought this up. It was sort of like a weird tick, like almost a quirk that Jennifer Aniston has. So let me play this clip from a guy on TikTok. What I'm about to say is going to ruin your life. It is going to ruin your life. Especially if you are a big fan of the show Friends. If you are a big fan of that show, I'm begging you, scroll away, because I'm going to ruin your life. Jennifer Aniston has this sort of vocal tick that she does at the beginning of every single sentence that she starts. So it's almost like a throat clear. And so this is a montage of Rachel from Friends. Um, are you sure you want to hear this? Oh, what did, what did he say? Well, <clears throat> lately I've. Uh, oh yeah. I've... <clears throat> yeah, she Great. goes. Mm. So anyway, That's, she does um, that in everything. She, like, she, she does that in everything. Everything. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Are you interested in listening to a podcast hosted by uh, Barack Obama and Bruce yes. Springsteen? No. No? <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, they're doing a podcast together. Together? Yeah, together. Like a one-off? Yeah. Um, no, I, no, it's called uh, Renegades, Born in the USA, and they'll discuss topics including race, fatherhood, marriage, and the state of America. Uh, the show is on Spotify, and the first two episodes are available now. Here's a clip. Wait a minute. Hold yes. on. How would their two worlds ever collide like well, do they I mean, know each other i mean he's an american icon bruce springsteen 
And I guess he's, you know, he spent his life, you know, fighting for the little guy. That's sort of Bruce Springsteen's, you know, that's his brand, right? And number 44, I mean, he's just he's the just GOAT. president, yeah. Right? On the surface, Bruce and I don't have a lot in common. He's a white guy from a small town in Jersey. I'm a black guy of mixed race, born in Hawaii. He's a rock and roll icon. I'm not as cool. I was trying to remember the first time we actually met. Probably was in 2008 during the campaign. You came, was it in Michigan or Ohio? I have no recall. I... <laughs> in our own ways, Bruce and I have been on parallel journeys, looking for a way to connect our own individual searches for meaning, truth, and community with the largest story of America. And over the course of a few days, all just a few miles from where he grew up, we talked. Hmm. I'll tell you why you can you you know that Bruce Springsteen has lived a life, right? This is why you know the man has seen just about everything there is to be seen. How many people in this world that have met Barack Obama don't remember meeting Barack Obama for the first time or where they met him? Oh, probably. Zero people. Bruce Springsteen may be the only one. Yeah, I don't know where I met you the first time. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't recall. I, I'm interested in yeah, that podcast, so though. Yeah. I'll listen to it. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Tom Holland is doing interviews right now, and all anybody wants to talk to Tom Holland about are all the rumors for Spider-Man 3. Yeah. And he was on Fallon last night, but earlier in the day, on his own Instagram, he put up a picture of what the new name of the Spider-Man movie is. Oh, he did? Which was Tom Holland posted Spider-Man phone home. That's not it. Okay. And then in a separate post, Jacob Batalon, who's his co-star in the movie. Yeah. Posted Spider-Man homewrecker. And then what? Zendaya posted <gasps> I hate these people. Spider-Man home slice. So they each yesterday released three different titles for the out. movie. So now people are people home. are people are digging into this, saying that each one of those represents Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and Tom Holland, the three different Spider Mans in the movies. So Pizza Delivery, Home Wrecker, and Phone Home because Tom Holland was always calling happy and everything else. Anyway, it's a whole it's a whole thing. So I'm uh, not sure if any of those are You guys, just tell okay, us the name. Okay. Not sure if any of those are, are, are true. But we know that the rumors are that Doctor Strange is going to sort of take on that fatherly role left by Tony Stark. Um and the rumors, of course, are Jamie Foxx is going to be Electro, Alfred Molina, Doc Ock, and then, of course, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire. So last night on Fallon, Fallon tries to get this information out of Tom Holland. I know that you're, you're in Atlanta shooting the new Spider-Man movie, uh, and I know you can't say much about it, but uh, there are a lot of rumors out there. Some people are saying that uh, Jamie Foxx might be coming back as Electro. Uh, no reaction. Uh, there's also a, uh, a fan theory that uh, your Spider-Man uh, uh, predecessors, Tobey Maguire and Andrew right. Garfield, might be making a cameo in this movie. You can't uh, confirm or deny. It would be amazing if they were, because they haven't told me that yet. And yeah, 
I am Spider-Man and I've read the script from beginning to the end. So it'd be a, it would be a miracle if they could have kept that from me. Yeah. But, uh, but at the moment, there is, there is no cameo from the two boys. But do they, they do keep things from you, though, don't they? Yeah, and it actually is getting to the point where it's really frustrating. Yeah. Because <laughs> I feel like now I've progressed. I'm a trustworthy trust member of the Avengers. And I haven't really ever spoiled anything. Mm. Well, yeah. there's a few wait, things, wait, wait, but wait, like, wait, no you big actually things. Have. You actually we'll have. leave it at that. <laughs> so, Tom, Tom Holland's notorious for spoiling. There's, there's uh -huh. like eight-minute montages on YouTube that you can go watch of Tom Holland spoiling things from the Marvel films uh, and then not even realizing he's doing it while everybody around him. There's one where he walked into a theater to introduce Infinity War. And, like, fans, like, nobody had seen Infinity War at this point. Yeah. And Tom Holland walked into the theater thinking that he was walking in after Infinity War and it was going to be a Q&A. Oh, and he no. walked on stage and goes, don't worry, everybody, I'm alive. I'm alive. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> you idiot. And, and everybody was like, well, what does that mean? And like, it's, the whole place goes silent, right? And like he has and spoiled. And you also have to remember, he's a kid. He's just a he dumb kid, has, right? He has spoiled. So there's the, the montages are hysterical. He spoiled that there was a Spider Man two. He spoiled that there was a Spider Man three. He spoiled that Spider Man was in space. He spoiled like he spoils everything, right? God. He's talked about uh, cast members being like, "Oh my God, I was so afraid of you." And then the and then the cast member looks at him and goes, "Well, why would you be afraid of me?" And he's like, "Well, of course I was. I'm not spoiling anything, but like I was afraid of you." <laughs> So anyway, so is it uh, Spider-Man Phone Home, Spider-Man Home Wrecker, or Spider-Man Home Slice? Who the hell knows? This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, Pat Sajak is facing backlash for mocking a contestant's lisp on Wheel of Fortune. So listen to this exchange uh, between uh, Pat and a contestant named Chris Brimble. Hello, Chris. Hello, Pat. Uh, tech sales, huh? Yeah, I work for a technology company. We sell technology that benefits older adults living in senior living communities. Yeah, that's a, a tough thing, too, because uh, technology yeah. and sometimes people are not open to new ideas. You'd be ideas. surprised how, how open they are. Yeah, good. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. So that's just a myth. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. I see. Uh, <laughs> you were married? Oof. What did he say? Where was he? He goes, I see. Oh, that was him? That, that was Pat that, that was said Pat. that. Oh, yeah. man. He goes, that was just a, a myth, which he tried to get him to lisp. And yeah. then he said, yeah. And then he goes, I see. Oh, okay. So he's facing backlash for that. But it's interesting when you go on Pat's own Twitter, because he doesn't tweet a lot. But, like, some of the stuff he, he tweets, uh, make kindness a habit. There's no better way to lift your spirits than by lifting the spirits of others. Have a peaceful, restful night. These are all just separate tweets. Nothing is more exhausting than anger. Nothing is more relaxing than love. It takes so little effort to be polite, thoughtful, and kind. Oh, the, the, the real test of manners is facing bad ones with good ones. Oh, like, when God. you start going through, and this is all he tweets, are these, yeah. like, little affirmations, right? Forgiveness often removes a bigger burden from the one who forgives than the one who is forgiven uh, lashing out rarely changes the hearts of others but it most certainly poisons your own like this is his like he's very much the throw positivity out into the world he's making fun of this man's as list he's making fun of this man's lisp come on pat right so he hasn't said anything about that but a lot of people are like and you know what the world is like now it's of like course. now it's like you know fire pat sajak yeah right there's no, not gonna fire there's, that no guy. There, there's no middle ground uh -huh. right it's it goes from 
you know, legend to fire Pat Sajak. Yeah. Like, there's no, there's no sort of middle ground to that. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, so no Raptors on the All Star roster, huh? Oh, is that the so deal? Disappointing. Yeah, that's the first time in a long time that's happened. Yeah, we've had somebody on the team or in the roster for. Since 2014, Since yeah. 2014, that's yeah. crazy. That's yeah, a wow. That's Nick a good Nurse one. like coached a team two years ago. That's right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not a I, I'm not a fan of the All Star Game this year anyway. So from, I agree. I don't me, think I'm I'm happy. I don't think it should be happening. A lot of the basketball the, players don't even think it should be happening. Take the weekend off. That's what I say. Uh, but uh, everybody's shocked. The big name, of course, uh, that uh, Fred Van Vliet was left off the. Um, all-star roster and uh this is fred van vliet it is what it is obviously you know I, i'm a human i'd be disappointed I, I really you know as much as um it doesn't matter it does matter if that makes sense like you know i'm not i'm not gonna lie and say oh, i don't care obviously i care you know it's something that, that i want to be a part of someday but i think just having a proper perspective on it and understanding that i'm not going anywhere it's not going to be my last year being up for all-star i think i was very close and all the guys that made it were very deserving and that's the case every year so um you know i'll I'll keep getting better and and giving myself a a better case next year and um go from there but i don't play for that Um, i try to play the game the right way and also it's too much risk going on in the world for me to be crying about making an all-star game there you go and uh coming off that raptors loss last night to philly we play miami at eight o'clock tonight did you see what Barclays Center looked like last night? No. With fans? Weird. Yeah. <laughs> Very weird, right? Yeah. People were like, are they in? All, all distance out. Grouped out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. But somebody posted a picture saying this is what a sold out Barclays Center looks like. <laughs> <laughs> <It's>, uh... <laughs> but hey, they got fans. They got yeah. fans, man. And fans want to be there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Fans want to be there. I'm going to go to Florida soon, man. I'm telling you. Just to, are you? Yeah, just are you gonna a, go for WrestleMania? No, I just want oh. I just want a week pretending that none of this exists, like everybody else in Florida does. They seem pretty happy down there, I'll tell you. See a lot of videos from people in Florida. It's kicking it, having a good time. They are having a great time. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, Mariah Carey interviewed Cardi B. For what? Yeah, exactly. Um, they set it up and they go through a lot of stuff. First of all, Cardi B was freaking out because she was actually talking to Mariah Carey. Yeah. But Cardi B gets into a lot of really, like, really deep stuff, talking about motherhood, her schedule, uh, all of this stuff. But she talks about her cosmetic surgery and she's brought this up before and how where she grew up in New York, um, her hair was always an issue and always questions of why it's so crunchy and you don't have Dominican hair and all of this stuff. Mm. Uh, and then she goes, on to say that she was always taunted for her quote really skinny figure in her neighborhood where thick women and curvy women uh, were praised quote young boys would be like look at that flat ass you have no boobs and it would make her feel ugly and underdeveloped she said so when she started dancing at 18 she earned enough money she was finally able to quote afford to buy boobs so every insecurity that I felt about my breasts was gone and then she went on to elaborate saying when I was 20 I went into the urban strip clubs and in the urban strip clubs you have to have a big butt so i felt insecure about that and it took me back to my high school days so i got my ass done then i felt super confident wow Um, but cardi b she's talked about this stuff before but she's uh she's been like this she holds she holds nothing back yeah it's uh it's it's interesting how 
it's it's almost refreshing, regardless of how you feel about cosmetic surgery and all that other stuff. I'm not going to get into that, but it's just refreshing to hear somebody um, with no filter, mm-hmm. because people are so careful, and Cardi B's not. Oh, she don't care in any way. Careful. I love Cardi B. At all me? about anything. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, L.A. Sheriff's Department calls the Tiger Woods crash purely an accident. Uh, Sheriff Alex Villanova said that he was not drunk. We can throw that one out, quote, unquote. Uh, Deputy Carlos Gonzalez was the first to arrive at the crash site, and he patrols that area frequently where he has caught people doing 129 kilometers an hour in a 70 zone. And he says that those trappings are common, so hmm. people speed through this area. But we don't know how fast Tiger Woods is going. We don't. Justin oh. King, who's a personal uh, injury attorney in California, said that if investigators prove that the road is unsafe and contributed to Tiger's crash and others because he was not the first person to go out on that corner, uh, the municipality that controls it should be held liable. However, um, the sheriff's department said that the investigation may seek search warrants for blood samples to definitively rule out drugs or alcohol in Tiger's hmm. system. Uh, detect could also apply for search warrants for Tiger's cell phone to see if he was driving while distracted, as well as the vehicle's event data recorder, which is the equivalent of like a black box, to determine exactly how fast he was going when the crash occurred. Oh, jeez. So so it was purely an accident, but what caused the accident is now, like what was the contributing factors to the accident? Is it an unsafe road? Is it the fact that maybe he was distracted like who is sort of responsible for the accident even though really nobody's at fault yeah you know what i mean uh so that's happening with tiger woods this is the Roz and mocha show podcast uh hmm. yesterday in toronto mayor john tory had this to say to keep fighting the spread of covid 19 the city is extending the cancellation of in-person city-led and city-permitted outdoor major events from March 31st to July 1st, including in-person Canada Day parades, festivals, and events. So everything, uh, Toronto Marathon, Sporting Life 10K, Canadian Music Week, Doors Open Toronto, Juno Awards, Ride for Heart, North by Northeast, Luminato, uh, the Enbridge Ride to Conquer Cancer, TD Jazz Festival, Indigenous Arts Festival, Toronto Independent Dragon Boat Race Festival, uh, the Pride Parade, Scarborough and Canada Day um, celebrations, and the Canada Day celebrations at Mel Lassman Square, all cancelled. Now, a lot of these are going to be virtual, like Pride is going to be virtual this sure. year. A lot of these events are going to be held virtually this year but That's the okay. actual in-person portion 2022 is going to be our year it's going to be our year don't you worry no we just got to get through this year and then 2022 woo, baby this comes as the cne said that their plan is to hold the the whole thing open to the public no. in-person event really yeah, yeah so the cne's planning on going ahead Yo, I guess they're looking at their end calendar. of August, beginning of September. Yeah. Gonna be our, it's gonna be our two weeks, guys. <laughs> it's gonna be our two weeks. I can't wait. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Adam Sandler and Chris McDonald, so Happy Gilmore and Shooter McGavin were on the Dan Patrick Show, and I don't know if you saw it for the anniversary of. Happy Gilmore, Adam Sandler took his phone to the golf course and did the Happy Gilmore shot yeah. with, the, with the driver. And then Shooter McGavin, um, Chris McDonald was at home and he 
was putting in his living room and they were just going back at each other, back and forth at each other as Happy Gilmore and Shooter McGavin. And then everybody's like, oh, my God, they need to do another movie. Yeah. Right. Everybody's like, we need this. Adam Sandler controls everything he does. Nobody owns it but him. Why not? And uh, this came up on the Dan Patrick show yesterday. Has not been discussed, but it certainly has been discussed on the internet. Believe me, that senior tour idea, it would be so amazing. I am double in. Yes, <laughs> I would love to do it. Everybody's been screaming for it. Like Adam said, it would be a complete blast. The senior tour with us too. Oh my God. Right. Wow. So happy Gilmore, the sure. senior tour. Why, I'm down. I'm why down. Not? Why not? Yeah. Right. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, question for you. Yes. What is the value of household chores? The value? Meaning like washing dishes and vacuuming. I say this because there was a landmark ruling in China that has triggered massive debate by putting a dollar figure on what somebody can receive in a divorce settlement. Mm. Now, they put the dollar figure as $4 a day. So in Beijing Divorce Court, a judge ruled this month that a woman was eligible to receive the equivalent of $7,700 U.S. for, quote, household labor following a split from her husband. Chinese state media um, names a woman as Mrs. Wang and said that she married her husband in 2015, then separated, then divorced five years later. So this is a first-of-its-kind ruling where she was granted compensation for domestic work under a new civil code, which came into effect in January. But seven grand? And they, like, for over, what, the five course years. of six years or five, five, five years? Five years, yeah. Yeah. That's... So... Dude, for this to happen at all, I is, agree. Is, I agree. Is, but seven dollars is very, in my opinion, seven thousand dollars. Yeah, is well, four dollars a day. Four dollars a day. Very low, right? Extra, like almost insulting. Yeah, I mean, I, geez, like, I guess then you just have to go in and fight for more. But the fact that this even happened, I agree. Yeah, for sure. So they say, quote, where one spouse is burdened with additional duties for raising children, cooking, um, looking after the elderly or assisting the other spouse in his or her work. The said spouse has the right to request compensation upon divorce against the other party. This is according to the uh, new article 1088 of their civil code. So upon divorce, you can now go through and say the majority of things that happened in that house were my responsibility and we can now put a dollar figure on that. Yeah, um, that's in, crazy. In, in addition to whatever settlement and alimony and child support and everything else we decide to come up with, now they have to determine what the dollar figure is for the amount of housework that you've done, which I'm is an incredible ruling. to start ruling. doing more work. Matthew does you're, everything. You're screwed, Maury. <laughs> you're, you're like, you're screwed. You've that's done too nothing. much of a low ball, you think in my so, opinion. Though, huh? yeah. That's too much of a low ball money if they yeah. had to put a dollar figure. And this, and this may change. This is the first ruling. Somebody else may come in and they may determine a higher value. I don't yeah. know. And I don't know what the sort of math is to determine that, whether it's, you know, hours worked or square footage of a house or, or what your responsibilities were. Probably a combination were. of everything, Probably right? a combination. Yeah, no, you're right. But yeah, but yeah. so she was awarded uh, $7,700 for, quote, household labor after a divorce. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So you know me, I'm a huge fan of pettiness. I love pettiness. Yeah, probably the biggest fan I know. Uh, the fantasy theme park in Utah called Evermore. We know that they sued Taylor Swift for trademark infringement over the use of Evermore for her album. Right. Now, just a couple of weeks later, the company that handles the rights for Taylor Swift's music and her trademarks has filed a countersuit against Evermore in Utah. To say what? In the new legal filing... Taylor Swift's management claims that Evermore now routinely plays Taylor Swift's music on its grounds without authorization or licensing agreements. Oh! 
no. <laughs> they say Evermore Park was regularly engaged in copyright infringement, which includes playing Love Story, You Belong With Me, and Bad Blood during performances without proper licensing. <laughs> it also accuses Evermore of repeatedly ignoring messages <laughs> regarding the legal matter and instead continued to, quote, benefit from the free and unauthorized public performance of the songs, despite the actual knowledge of the liability and substantial penalties imposed by the copyright acts that protects artists. Earlier this month, the park CEO claimed that Taylor's use of Evermore caused, quote, actual confusion that affected the theme park's online um, presence and infringed on the park's merchandising designs. Now, I know when I say Evermore theme park, when you say theme park, um, you imagine a place that has rides, right? This is not that kind of theme park. Like Evermore theme park is a LARPing park. Oh, awesome. Uh, Okay. (laughs) So it's, it's, um, there's no like there's the attractions it's not like rides or anything like no, that. No, no, the attractions are actors who portray fantasy characters, uh-huh. and then people can go to the park and interact with them and ask them about their made up histories, and then they create these fantasy worlds. Like it's LARPing, right? Like it's y'all should have just kept your mouth shut. It's Dungeons and Dragons. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm not goofing on D and D, but it's that type of thing. It's like it's it's people in big giant costumes with fur capes and swords and witchcraft and all this kind of stuff where you get to then go and interact with these LARPers. Should have kept your mouth shut. (laughs) And guess what? Oh, man. (laughs) She's getting burned now. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, Toronto Raptors president Masai Ujiri calls for racial equality. So he was on Good Morning America um, yesterday with Robin Roberts, and he sat down exclusively. And this is the the first interview, um, his first sort of sit down like this, uh, following the courtside confrontation during the playoffs when uh, body camera footage was eventually released, and he saw the footage like everybody else did. And you realize that the cop involved was just completely in the wrong, yeah. and the. All charges have now been dropped, but Masai says that uh, this has reignited his push for racial equality. This is not just a legal fight, that you have a new fight. What is your new fight with this? As much as we say, um, uh, yeah, this happened to me, as worse that it happened to other people, right? Uh, uh, George, George Floyd, I lost a moment. Uh, people have lost their lives. I say as humble as I can, maybe the privilege or the job that I have to fight this. They're wrongly accused. Uh, there's no body cams. Nobody sees what happens. And, and they are incarcerated or they are accused or they are charged. We have to fight for them. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. And the question now is with The Bachelor is, will Chris Harrison even ever return? We know he sees that he was stepping away temporarily. But the question now is, because amid the ongoing uh, racism controversy on that show, behind the scenes, they're trying to figure out what to do and what the, quote, appropriate changes to the franchise that need to happen. This is according to a source who talked to People magazine. They say, quote, a lot of work is being done behind the scenes to make uh, changes and proper moves going forward with the franchise. The source also added this. There are talks happening regarding Chris Harrison and his future with the show. So he may not come back after this. I don't think he will. You don't think so, huh? Unless, I don't know, like, can he apologize and everyone be okay with it? Or is this one of those things where... That is not a question I can answer. Like, it's done. 
Yeah. There's no coming back. He's yeah. gone forever. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, Showtime. Did you watch Ray Donovan? No. No, Ray Donovan was one of those shows that I think that I watched it a little too long. Like, yeah. it started off and it was great, but then you realize that when you get to season seven, the show you're watching was just not the show that you originally they fell in love seven, with. They, yeah, they did seven, seven seasons. Wow. And then they canceled it, and yeah. now the head of Showtime says when Ray Donovan went off the air after seven good seasons, we heard from so many of its loyal fans that they were not ready to say goodbye to Ray and the wonderfully dysfunctional Donovan family, so they're doing a Ray Donovan movie. Oh, wow. Showtime's doing a one-off movie to sort of wrap things wrap things up. If so the demand is there, why not? Leah Shriver's going to co-write it, and uh, John Voight will also return. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Reading this story about this uh, young TikToker, this young woman named Lee Holland, and when it comes to COVID, there's so many things that nobody could have anticipated, right? Yeah. And... Somebody asked on TikTok, what's the worst tattoo you ever got? And her video is the one that basically won. Like nobody else can even compete at this point. Everybody else is playing for second. So she got a tattoo of something that meant something to her, meant a lot to her. And it was based on a conversation that she had with a friend years ago. And then eventually she got around to getting the tattoo. She got this tattoo at the beginning of March last year. Okay. Right on her arm, right on the inside of her forearm. Okay. And the conversation that she was having with her friend was based around the fact that her friend thought that she was 100% herself all the time and never pretended, never pretended to be something that she was not which is a great conversation to have with a friend. It's amazing to know that in this life you have friends that feel that way about you. So at the beginning of March last year, she got his direct quote tattooed on her arm. And that quote is... (laughs) And that quote is... Courageously and radically refuse to wear a mask. Oh, my God. Yo, that's what you for life. <laughs> because that's what her friend said. So now during COVID, anytime she walks in somewhere or anytime sees somebody sees her arm, they think that she is this hardcore anti-masker who hates masks so much that she got it tattooed on her arm. <laughs> and you can't even... Like, what are you going to do? Like, and you can't have that car. No. You're going to put, like, asterisks and then, no. or put in brackets? <laughs> like, not I'm that not, kind of mask? Yeah, like, I'm not an anti-masker? I, I mean, a metaphorical mask? Like, I'm not a phony, you idiot? <laughs> like, you have to, like, you're, you're writing, like, you're writing, like, addendums to the whole thing down your yeah. entire arm. Yeah, to use the other arm. Yeah, so that is, uh, that is what she has on her arm for life now, based on one beautiful conversation that she had with somebody who loved her. Now she looks like a giant tool. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, you suck at life. (laughs) This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, It is official on Paramount Plus that Frazier's coming back. Ah, yeah. Uh, Kelsey Grammer is confirmed to reprise his role as uh, Dr. Frazier Crane, the Seattle radio host of a reboot for the long-running comedy. That thing won, like, so many Emmys, it's not even funny. I didn't think that the, uh, 
appetite was still out there for Frasier. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Um, this series will be produced by CBS in association with uh, uh, Kelsey Grammer and I believe his production company. But yeah, so if anybody's been dying to know what happened to Frasier Crane... Uh, I don't know if Niles is coming back. I don't know if Daphne's coming back. The problem, we talked about this before, was the real heart of that show and what sort of kept that show grounded was um, was Marty, Frazier's dad, yeah. right? And so he passed away in real life. So I don't know what they're going to do or who they're going to bring in to sort of fill that fill that role. Yeah, you need somebody grumpy in there, like somebody down-to-earth real who was yes. like the complete opposite of what Frazier and his brother were. Exactly. Roz and Mocha Q&A. All right, time for the part of the podcast where we answer your questions. Jason, hello. Hey, how's it going? Good, buddy. How are you? Good, good. Uh, what is your question for the room? So what would you say is proper snowblower etiquette? Uh, immediate na- uh, side neighbors, neighbors across the street, uh, anybody who sees you outside. And oh, also- oh, 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 oh. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. And how early is too early to start uh, with the snowblower? Okay, this is a good question here. So, what so, do you mean so, etiquette? Yes. Yeah, so, okay. So here, let me let me let me help you out here. Um, so, snowblower etiquette. He's not talking about like blowing the snow onto your neighbor's lawn. He's talking about no. snowblower etiquette. Meaning, if on your street you are one of very few people that actually have a snowblower, yeah. your neighbors all use shovels. What's the proper etiquette when you're out doing your driveway with the snowblower? Do you do your direct neighbor's driveways as well? What about your neighbor across the street? Where does it end? If somebody sees you, do you then have to go and be obligated to go and do their driveway as well? So what's proper snowblower etiquette, right? Do you... What like what's your answer, Jason? Because you've obviously given this a lot of thought. Well, so I will do my uh, immediate neighbors to my side, but then... If the neighbor beside them sees me, I'll go help them out. But I don't know. Like like Rod said, where does it stop? So, so I know the neighbors the... to the side, though, if you're helping them out, like are they mm-hmm. outside? Are you only going over if you see them outside shoveling and like maybe struggling? Or regardless, you just go and take care of their, their property? No, them, I'll just go do it for them. Okay. Yeah, but then if anybody else sees, you kind of get that eye from them, right? They yeah, like they put exactly. their sh- they, they stick that shovel in the snow. They put their hand on their lower back and they go. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right? And then, yeah. And then, and then Me you, next. Yeah. And then you're like, and you're like, yeah, I'll be right over. Not that I have anything else to do or a life. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I I tend to agree with you, but I will say this: I used to live in a neighborhood years ago when I was growing up, where there was literally one guy on the street that had a snowblower. And we were like five houses away or whatever, right? So yeah. we, he didn't he didn't make it to our house all that often. Um, but what he did do was he did his driveway, he did his neighbor to his left, his neighbor to his right, and the way that it worked was he did the entire sidewalk down to the stop sign in front of like eight or nine houses. That's really nice. Right? That's so, super nice. So he took care of the sidewalk for the whole strip of the road for like 12 houses, right? Yeah. 10 houses, which took him a long time to do. Uh, and then he did his driveway and the other two. So at least you didn't have to because oftentimes what winds up, what would wind up happening was is that that sidewalk is where if the snow plow went by, like you would just have nowhere to put the snow sure. and so he gave everybody a sort of running start to be able to do their driveways by, really by, nice. by taking care of the by taking care of the sidewalk um but yeah i would say you're i would say you're probably doing it right now don't get me wrong some guys 
okay, are mental when it comes to the snowblower. And mm -hmm. it's a new toy, and it's mm -hmm. fun, and it gets them out of the house when the kids are there and everything. Like, some guys just don't want to come in. They're like a dog in the snow. Like, they'll just go and do driveway after driveway after driveway. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. man, let me tell you something, Jason. I don't know if you're like me, but I absolutely love my snowblower. Yes. Yeah. Um, in my neighborhood now, I live on a corner lot. So, on you know, one side of my house of my property it's just road so don't got to worry about that side my neighbor my actual neighbor to my left they're an older couple mm -hmm. or sorry it's a woman who lives there with her her elderly father and they have a service like they have landscapers right so they'll have a snowplow service and they'll come in and, oh, really? and do the snow for them right that's expensive too but the thing is it's based on like whatever that day's schedule is so if you get a big dumping overnight and in the morning, there's, you know, 10 centimeters of snow or whatever. There's a good chance that that plow may not come until like three, four o'clock yeah. in the afternoon. Yeah. So there have been times where if I'm outside and I see the ladies out there and she's kind of struggling with the snow with a shovel, then I'll go over with my snowblower. Uh, yeah. Or I've even gone over with my shovel and, and helped her out. Yeah. Uh, in my old neighborhood... Mm. There is an old couple who live who lived two houses down, and the old guy he he was like in his seventies, he's like late seventies now, um, but he had his own snowblower. But on days where I knew there was like a ton of snow, and he loved being outside, he was one of those guys that would just spend all, all day, day yeah. outside, no matter what the weather. And he loved using a snowblower. But if it was a day where I knew it was really really bad outside, mm -hmm. I'd go and I'd help them out, yeah, and and, and do yeah. the driveway. I yeah, I'm with you on that. I, I love the I like the snowblower, but I but I can only handle it up to a certain point. Completely, like just, the guy, just, like, like, just like every, just like everything else, because it's just it pisses you off. Like I, I I'm fine to do my own driveway, but I just think that there's a better engineered snowplow that people just haven't adopted yet in municipalities that will prevent a covering of the bottom of your driveway. Yeah. And I've seen videos where they've made them where it, it as you go by a driveway, one part of the arm comes down and it actually scoops and then dumps it in between the houses, right? Like it's a little bit of work for the driver. But when you've just plowed the driveway and then that truck goes by, That's I'm like, screw worst. you. I hate it. I screw hate it. you. Can I tell you what happened right? to us last week? Yeah. So we got a big dumping and the following day, was um, recycling day, yeah. right? So I put all of my bins, laid no. them out nicely. I always leave them proper, perfect for when the recycling truck comes by. The snowplow goes by, clears the street, can clearly see my bins Not there. Cool. Not cool. Clearly see no. all the bins on the street no. and complete disregard for everything. So you now have an entire street that have bins knocked over and, like, buried in snow. No. Like, there's no way that no. plow didn't see I that know. happen. No, I know, I know. Right? I know. Maury, do you have a thought on this? Yeah, just, like, honestly, I wouldn't help neighbors because then you owe them something. No, they would owe you they, something. They, owe you something. <laughs> they would yeah. owe me. No, just do your own thing so nobody owes nobody nothing. But you want people to owe you things in life. Isn't that part of your... No, I would feel... No, 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 no. Not for something like this. I would feel so guilty. Feel guilty for what? Doing their driveway? Yeah, no. Why? I wouldn't want... But, no, not But a why chance. would you feel guilty if you did somebody's driveway? Because then I, I would have to take something from them. I would feel that I would have to have them come and shovel my but why driveway. Does, but why does everything have to be a transaction? Also, if I've learned why anything Why can't you from, just do something nice? 
not when it comes to home ownership. <laughs> oh, wow. wow. Damn. If You're I've learned mean. anything from my husband, it's do not get to know your neighbors. Wow. Oh. Jeez, I will man. say this, Jason. The guy Jeez. in my old neighborhood, the guy that lived uh, across the street from me, like if I saw him outside shoveling, yeah. there have been times where I'd offer and he'd be like, no, I'm good. Like he enjoyed like shoveling the driveway. Now there have been times where he like took me up on the offer and I'd go over and I'd just quickly get the driveway done for him. Yeah. But there are some people yeah. who just like enjoy shoveling like i don't mind shoveling i love being outside yeah right i don't mind shoveling yeah. i love when i have to use my snowblower right because it's loud and it just you know blows snow everywhere your other question jason was uh how early is it or how early is too early to use yeah. a snowblower i think yeah. na- like every city that you live in municipality or whatever town don't they have like regulated what time you're <laughs> Oh, I thought he meant like April, May, June. <laughs> no, time of day. Like, like what time's too early? Yeah. Yes. Isn't it like 7 a.m.? I think in my neighborhood, I know it's 7. That's too early. You're going to wake people I up. I think it's 7 or 8, something yeah. like that. 7 a.m. On a, on a Wednesday is different than 7 a.m. on a Sunday, though. Yeah. And I think that that's just sort of up to you as an individual to figure that out. Uh, I live like where the cottage is, right? My yeah. neighbors are farmers. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, and, so they're off Oh, my God. Like, I wake up normally because the, they have, like, cannons going off to, I guess, like, scare the birds off the, the, the crops in the fields. And, like, so there's, like, gunshots that happen, oh, like, wow. oh, in the, every, every, every morning. And, like, I can start my lawnmower. And my lawnmowers are loud, yeah. right? But if I, I could go out and start my lawnmower at, like, 8 a.m., you will never hear it because the tractor across the street is like a thousand times louder than my lawnmower. So when you live around farms, it's awesome. I could go out and start mowing my lawn at 6 a.m. if yeah, I wanted no to. Yeah, no one will say anything. Nobody to would sleep say in? anything. Sleep in. What do you mean? Like, what if you wanted to sleep in? Like, you, I guess you can't really say anything to the neighbors. Like, shush. No, it's like it's not that bad. Like it's mm. a, the, the farm field is like it's far it's far away, right? Like it's 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 across the street, but it's like a country road. So you know the the guy's field from my bedroom window is probably like realistically we're talking like eight hundred feet. Oh yeah, right. Oh, like yeah, like it's good. yeah, you're fine. But the thing that wakes you up is the turkeys and uh, and they because they come right up to the lawn and they just start crapping all over the place. Jerks. Uh, but that's really it, just the jerks. But yeah, no, it's it's interesting with with uh, with blowing snow because I do I'm like mocha. I love the snowblower, but I hate winter. So I got one in me a day, and I won't go back out and redo after the Can the you get a heated guns. driveway? You can. You can. That would solve everything. It's very expensive, though, to get oh, a heated driveway. Yeah. You can buy pads, though. And I may do this next year. I was thinking about this because my driveway in the city is not that big. And you can buy these black pads that all plug into each other. And you can put, you can sort of make a configuration on your driveway. And I think that it raises the temperature. I think they said after a certain point or below a certain point, it raises the temperature three degrees. And often, oh, wow. t- oftentimes when you're around there, the snow will melt regardless of how cold it is yeah. if you just raise the temperature three degrees from what the temperature outside is. And so you can buy these mats and put them on your stairs. And people, what they do is they will put them on their driveway um, on either side of where they would normally park. So when you get out of your car, you're not stepping in snow going oh, up to the house. Oh, that's right? smart. So, so you sort of shovel in between them. And they're not that expensive. Yeah. I, th- I think they're like a couple hundred bucks per pad. Oh, nice. Yeah. Now, Jason, did you ask about like early being too early because have you gotten into trouble or gotten into a disagreement with the neighbor over how early no. you've gone out? No, no. It's just I... Uh... 
the last big snowfall we had, I uh, I work early, so I start at six. Yeah. So I was out there cleaning everything up, and it's like, do I really want to shovel this now? Or no. obviously, I'm not going to crack out a snowblower at four thirty, but Oof. you know. Yeah, the wife has to get that's early. our son to daycare. So uh, I think yeah. the earliest I've been outside on a weekend with the snowblower was actually a couple of weeks ago, like yeah. 8 a.m. I think oh, that's, 8 that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Is fine. 8 a.m. is fine. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, anyway. man. Thank you, brother. All right. Thank you so much. You got Later, it, dude. dude. Jamie asks, have you ever purchased anything from those late night infomercials? My dad has. When I used to just live, it was just my dad and I, he would mm. be buying things from those commercials all the time. And he still has some of the stuff. There's some vases that are like with butterflies and stuff on them that he thinks are worth a lot of money that he bought off TV. My brother was so oh. deep into buying things off late night infomercials. Really? Like, because we, like, when, when, when we were sort of at that point of where we we're kind of living alone and he had a credit card, that's when the, the height of infomercials happened. Like Whisper 2000 and Blue Blockers and all of those things. He bought the Bowflex. No. The generation one Bowflex off oh, a late oh, night infomercial. Yeah. Let me guess. I bet he's swole now. Have it, had it delivered? No. Um, and that thing, that thing sat in our condo, like our tiny little condo. Yeah. Um, so he ordered the Bowflex. He ordered the, we had the Don LaPree program no, you didn't. where, you know, uh, placing tiny little ads in newspapers yeah. all over America can make you this much money. And then it was, the infomercial was like Don LaPree on a boat with all these like super hot women around him. And was he like, did it all from the comfort of his, his one bedroom apartment. Yes, he did. We bought the Don LaPree system. Uh -huh. Um, did we, you guys ever use it? Uh, I, I, I don't, I, I don't know. Like I, it was, I'll tell you what the Don LaPree system was, is that you were expecting some sort of like, you know, insight into how to, to make money in a new way, like a new, like a sort of early nineties version of what would be a side hustle then. Yeah. And what you were sent was like, it was like five binders just full of nonsense. Oh, uh, and really? just, yeah. And it was like the strategy wasn't clear. And then you had to have upfront money, all this stuff. It was really, really nuts. Um, he would buy like, uh, those infomercials on learn how to speak a new language on tape. Oh yeah. He would, he would buy those, uh, years ago when CDs started, you know, becoming my, all the rage. My husband, Matthew bought everything. Dr. Ho. Yeah. All the Dr. Ho he stuff. All the Dr. Ho stuff. Still. The, the knives, the, like I would come out in the morning and I'd walk out of my room and sometimes my brother would fall asleep on the couch if he was up late. And if I, I would see two things uh, on the on the coffee table would be the phone and his credit card, <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, what did you what did you order? But we wound up with everything. Really? Like the remember the um, uh, remember the jet stream oven? Yeah. Where you put the different rings on it, you could cook a whole turkey on yeah. this thing on your oven. We had two of those. No. Yeah, we had two, we had two jet streams. Oh, All the Starfrit wow. stuff. Uh, no, 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 sort of like gadgety things. Like yeah. if, like the knives, yes. Yeah. But like you know, the, remember the knife the, the knife where the guy I would he would like cut a steel toe boot and then cut a tomato? Yeah, we had those. No, he'd like fillet yeah. a tomato. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like we had, we had all those. My brother was hardcore into really? ordering, ordering wow. all that. My because and the other thing was is that he was very much into get rich quick schemes. Yeah, right. So any of those things where it was somebody's plan where they could you know help you get rich quick. He bought it all. Like he bought all of it. And he helped See, them get rich. And I, he helped them get rich. Yes, Maury. I never no, I never went through with buying, but I would sit there and watch all the infomercials, yeah. wondering if it actually worked the way they were advertising. Because some of it was like way too expensive for me to afford anyway. Yeah. But I uh, I would sit there and I'd watch and I'd be like amazed that this thing could do 
what it said it could do. Right. right? But I never went through with it. Yeah. What about the late night, uh, you know, chat lines that also advertised? Oh, yeah. But that, those were different, though. The original ones of those were what they call party lines, which is you would call. It was like, it was like um, what's that website now that everybody's using? Chat room? What is it called? Chat oh, room Clubhouse. Like? What? Clubhouse. Oh, yeah. they meant chat room. The, no, those ones used to be just like Clubhouse where you would call into a party line and then it would just be 25 voices all talking to each other, but on the telephone. Yeah. Like it was no organization in there. There was zero organization. And that was a 976 number. And so 976 numbers were 299 a minute. Holy. Right? And they would oh, advertise they would advertise these party lines and people would pay 299 uh, 299 a minute. But that's back in the day when even you had to worry about long distance charges. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. Do, you don't have to worry about long distance charges anymore, no. do you? When you're no. calling on a cell phone? Like re- like realistically? Nah, no, really. right? No, only for texting. I had a, those SMS charges. And but that but that's when you're away. But if that's you're right. I, I had a girlfriend years ago and she lived uh, like a long distance away, right? Yeah. And if I if I wanted to talk a to real her, real girlfriend or she was a very real girlfriend. Yeah, but I, I was. She's a model, man. I was I was on, but I was only allowed to talk to her Sundays after six. Yeah, because oh, that, because free? because that's when it was that's when it was free. I was the same when I dated uh, my first boyfriend who lived in Brentford, Ontario. Yeah, Sundays after six. That wow. was it. Because that was, they saved, the phone company saved Sunday after 6 because that's when people would call, like, their old, like, grandparents yeah. and all of that stuff. So Sundays after 6 is when I was allowed to make uh, to make these long-distance phone calls. Think- and, man, if my old man ever saw her number on, like, the phone bill from during the week or whatever, oh, it was not good. <laughs> it was not good. Uh, Robin has a question about our... Johnny Depp School of Acting. Okay. How does Roz read the lines to Damn It Maury when you guys are doing Johnny Depp School of Acting? Maury always sounds like he's in a race to beat the clock. Right. Okay. So when we do, so Johnny Depp School of Acting, uh, the way that we used to do it was uh, Maury would have an earpiece in his ear headphones and I would feed Maury's lines. We would pick a movie script and you, Mocha, and Maury would act out the movie script. There's in the podcast, go back and there's millions of examples of it. Um, And I would have, Maury would not have the script. Mocha would have the script. So Mocha would read his lines from the script. Maury only had the earpiece in his ear. And then I would sit sort of on the other side of the room. And in Maury's headphones, I would call him on my phone. And then I would hold my phone up to my mouth and quietly read through Maury's portion of the script. But only when I would read through it, why it sounded like Maury was speeding through it is because the, the way that I would do it is I would get the script from Maury. And the first thing I would do is I would just take out all the punctuation. Right. So I would I would just I like periods meant nothing like yeah. everything. It would just be one long stream of words because that was funny to me is listening to Maury trying there because it's when when I'm saying it to him in his ear that never seemed like the words would end. Like there was right. never an end to and it. He's always right? trying to play catch up. Yes. There was no natural pause <laughs> in the way that I would say. So that's how it happened is um, is Maury would ha- it was all done through a phone. Right. Like you would right. plug your headphones into your phone. But the other reason why I would talk speak so quickly is because while I'm talking, I try and finish a word because I want to be able to hear because while I'm talking, I can't hear. Yes. And I also have horrible short-term memory. Right. So while words are coming in and, and words are coming out, I'm trying to remember. It's a lot to do. Yes. So normally somebody would... speaking some, normally right now, it's I hard know, to do. I, I, I swear to God, somebody just fed you all that in your ear. <laughs> 
because yeah, you have to play catch up, and that was the sort of fun part of yeah. the Johnny Depp School of Acting. But I don't know if we can do Johnny Depp School of Acting anymore. That guy's got too much heat on him. All that stuff. He got fired from all those movies. And oh yeah, no. I don't know how. I don't know. I'm, and it, and it sucks because it was such a fun game, but to to sort of go back how on the show. Robert Downey and, Jr. He. I know, but it's not the same, the same thing, right? No, it's just where he not gets this. lines fed to him. But then it sounds like we're avoiding something, and I never want to. I never want to do that. Maybe we'll do something that's similar to that. Um, but I don't. Uh, I don't know. Riley says, if you woke up in the year twenty sixty nine. Jeez. Okay. What would be the first thing you do? Take a pee. Twenty sixty nine. How many years is that from now? Forty years? Forty five years? Do the math, Mari. Twenty twenty one. So then, um, was sixty nine. <laughs> so that goes to sixty eight. Okay. Two, three, four, five, six. So it is forty one. Forty. What did I say? Forty eight years from now. Okay. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Mic drop. Forty eight. Uh, so okay. So if I woke up in the year. Am I right? I don't know. Yeah, you're close. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, if I woke up in the year 2069, now, am, am I like to say that I was in some sort of suspended animation alone? Like, I, sure. okay. So the first thing I would do was I would look up Catherine and Roxy. Yeah. Um, Catherine would be, you know, older, old lady, I guess, right? And how was she now? 30, 40, 50, 60. Yeah, she would be, she'd be older. Um, Roxy would be just a little bit older than I am now. Yeah, that's true. Right. So wow. she would be, so weird. Yeah, she'd be a little bit older than I, than I am now. Uh, so I would probably, that would be my first thing is to find my family. Yeah. Um, and then after that, I would, I would, cause I would only trust somebody who I knew from the past to explain to me what is going on. Mm -hmm. Like I, I would just, I don't know if I would be able to trust somebody. Like I know if I went to them and said, Hey, it's me. I just woke up from suspended animation. It's how many ever years later. Um, it's me, dad, you know, Roxy wouldn't think that it, like she wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't right. want, I wouldn't want to have to go through trying to explain to people that I'm from the but past. Is it, not, is it not like being released from jail after 40 some odd years? Very much. Yeah. Right, well, for family that didn't visit you, and now all of a sudden you're free? Yeah, but only, it would be like, it would be like being released from jail if you had absolutely no concept of what was going mm -hmm. on on the outside world. I think most people in jail don't. No, no, but when you release, but when you're released from jail, you're, you've aged that. So when you come out of jail, when you go in at 20 and you do a, a long stretch, you're going to come out and you're going to be almost 60. So you're still going to be 60. But if you woke Woke up right now in 2069, you would be the age you are now. Like you, you still look the you, same. Yeah, everything. you wouldn't be an old man. Oh, I took this as if you woke up like you were sleeping, but you're aging. Oh, like you were in a coma. Yeah, that's what that's reads oh. to me like. I think they mean if you just woke up and you are who you are yes. now in this moment, yeah. but it's the year 2069. Similar oh, to you, I would go looking for, I would like go through my mind and go looking for people who uh, I interact with like on a daily basis and yeah. try to find where they are to get some clarity. And obviously I check the internet and stuff like that and see what's going on. Internet. You wouldn't have the chip in your head. You think there's going to be computer terminals? Hell no. You don't think so? No, no. Not like not like they are today. It's going to be something It'll completely different. glasses and you yeah, be seeing yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Plexiglass. Like it's going to be something completely different. Well, I We're would 
for sure go find people who I knew. Yeah, that's right? what I do. I, you have to go. Oh, f- no. You have to go find. You got to be like Mr. Rogers and go find a friend. Yeah, go, go find the helpers. New in the life, new me. Who this? <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. I did the math. My husband would be eighty-one. Uh, yeah. yeah, and I and knowing how he is health-wise now, he ain't gonna be around. No, he wouldn't be around. Oh, wow. yeah, and you probably wouldn't have a lot of the pesky uh, STDs that we deal with no. now. So I'd Either they'd all they'd all have been cured. No, so, so you, I'd go to the my old favorite stomping ground, zippers, the leather bar. Right. <laughs> okay, so you think that if the, the world, everything in the world that could change between now and 2069, you think that the one thing that's going to remain is zippers? <laughs> You're always going to need zippers. Jeez. Uh, I went to zippers one time. Did you? Yeah, yeah. I went to all those bars. Did we hook up? <laughs> no, more. Okay. Trust me, more. You'd remember. <laughs> Please. You wouldn't have had a shot. Oh! Niha says here, uh, chunky or smooth mashed potatoes? Oh, chunky oh. all the way. No, smooth for me. Oh, I like the lumps though with the bacon bits. No, no, but like like the potato. Yeah, is... but I love when they're when it's lumpy and you add some stuff to it. Like I love lumpy potatoes. I think that's lazy though. Yeah. You don't think it's lazy to do Not lumpy at all. potatoes? It takes actually extra work to leave the lumps in because um, you have to avoid the lumps. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> no, smooth, smooth, smooth mashed potatoes. Um, you gotta you have to get a ricer if you want to do smooth mm-hmm. mashed potatoes and. Um, that's what I do. I I boil the potatoes and then put them through the ricer, which turns them into a ricer. Do you know what a ricer is more? No. Okay, you know what a garlic press looks like? Yes. Imagine that bigger, but big enough to put a potato in, and then you push oh it down. God. Oh, and the, and the, so, I've seen the starfruit one, and it and comes out shapes. It come, no, no, no. It comes out just in like little tiny strings. It's like the mop-top hair shop for Play-Doh. Oh, like you okay, push yeah. on it, and then all the potato yeah. just comes out in these tiny, tiny, tiny little strings. So you put the, the boiled potato in there, you squish it, and then it comes out oh, in these tiny little we strings. We use the handheld thing. No, 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 because that's how you get glue. Oh. That's how, how you get, get what? Glue. Glue. When you use, if you use an electric mixer and mashed potatoes, you'll yeah. turn them into glue. Oh, okay. Right? The um, consistency. Yeah, yeah. It's not good. You mess with the not the glutens. I don't know what the word is I'm looking for, but you you mess with the 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 starch will turn to glue. Oh, okay. If you use a um, if you use like a beater with them, um, so I'll put them through the ricer, and then if I do potatoes, you don't have to do this, but I do half a stick of butter per potato. Oh my God! Okay, so, so you're telling me if there's five so potatoes, that's five sticks of butter. No, I do a half a stick of a half a stick of butter per potato. Okay, so and what I mean stick, I don't mean like the whole giant block, but no, you know, you yeah, know the yeah. ones that come in in the in the four, the yeah. tubes, right? In the in the tubes, yeah. So if I do honestly, if I do like four, maybe less, no, maybe less, maybe I'll do a quarter. So if I do like a like for regular potatoes, like if I'm making potatoes for like me, rocks and say somebody else, I'll put two and a half sticks of butter mm. in there. And what I do is I take the butter, put it in a pot and then take heavy cream and put the heavy cream in that same pot and heat that on low. Mm. You don't want it to boil or start to reduce. So you heat that up. So your cream gets hot and your, and your butter gets hot. And then I take that and I pour that mixture into the potatoes. Oh. And then once the potatoes have gone through the ricer, I take a whisk and I whisk it all together and and that adds salt and pepper. And that is like the smoothest buttery potatoes that you'll ever, ever eat. Is it the biggest quick. insult to you if you do all that work and somebody does not go, mm. No, no. It's never happened. <laughs> uh, no, no, but I love, I'm like you, smooth mashed, oh. smooth mashed what potatoes. About the skins? Take them off. But you can, oh, but here's no, the thing, no, is that no. if you, it, like, really, like, the way French do mashed potatoes, yeah. 
they will boil them with the skins on. Yes. Okay, because you get that flavor, that that, that skin flavor in the water um, affects the actual flavor on the inside of the potato. Then once they're boiled, they take them out and peel them, discard the skins at that point. Then you ma- then they then they run through the, then they run through the, the riser. I'm not not at all not in a mashed potato. That is lazy trailer park mashed I am, potatoes. Now I want mashed potatoes. And I am lazy. What kind of potatoes park. do you use for mashed potatoes? Um, I don't know the big fat the golden ones. Are they like what's a good like the skin is what brown? Uh no, not so. The br- so not you're the using russet potatoes, yeah. the brown skin, like a yeah. baking potato, That's right? Right. Yeah. Uh, sometimes that, but most of the time we have with the light brown skin on it. Like a Do you know, like you have a the potatoes that are good. Those little mini multicolored ones. Is the is the inside of the potato? So Maury's using russets. The inside of the potato is very white and yeah. russet. The inside of the potato that you're using is it golden. is it more of a waxy golden yeah. kind of thing? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so those those are great for mashed yeah. potatoes mm. because then the potatoes wind up looking. They have a golden sort of hue to them, love it. as opposed to uh, as opposed to just white. But oh my god, I love mashed potatoes. I know what I'm having for lunch. Amy says here, do you call your significant other's parents, mom or dad? I was in a six-year relationship with my daughter's father, and for some reason, I never called his parents, mom or dad. My current boyfriend calls all of my family, mom, dad, aunt, uncle, etc., without hesitation. And I just don't know if I will ever get to that point. Is there something wrong with me? I don't think anything's wrong with you, Amy. Uh, like my mother-in-law, I call her by her first name. Mm-hmm. Um, Jenna calls both of my parents by their first name. Mm-hmm. Like Jenna's aunt from the States. So my mother-in-law's sister, I call her aunt. Mm-hmm. I call her Aunt Helen. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really it. Like, Yeah, it's interesting. Um, growing up, every single person I knew called my parents mom and dad. Yeah. Every single friend I had, every girl, like even girlfriends would just call them mom and dad. Everybody I knew called my parents mom and dad. Um, I call I, your mom mom. When I got older, that's weird. Um, when I got older, but, but it's very much like it was when I was young. Um, but when I got older and like when I was married, the first, like when I was, when I first got married, um, I never referred to my wife's parents as mom and dad. We just didn't have that kind of relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, Catherine never knew my dad. So she's also never called my mom, mom. And I have never called Catherine's parents, mom and dad. I wouldn't even think to, to, to call them mom and dad like ever. Like, I don't know. I don't know why I just, it, to me, it's just not something I would, I would do. Like I would never, even as in-laws, I would only mm. ever refer to them as their, as their first names yeah. or whatever nickname they, they like. I'm, I'm fine with, I'm fine with that. I know like growing up in like a Guyanese household um, for we would call anyone that wasn't like our parents, like older, mm-hmm. you'd call them aunt or uncle. Whether, okay. If they were related or not, you would always, it was like more of a respect thing. You would sure. call them aunt or uncle. Okay. Interesting. But as far as, and I can't remember, I don't think anyone that I know in my family that's married, if they call their in-laws mom or dad. Hmm. But I used to all the time, like your parent, like our, like my parents' generation, right? When you had in-laws, you you would call call me dad. Yeah, you know what I you mean. Know, like my, it, it was just a thing. It's not a thing anymore. My mom actually would call my dad's mom. Yeah, 
mom. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it was it was a generational thing. Yeah, it doesn't. Think it, about it. Yeah, wow. it doesn't. It doesn't happen anymore. Like when boomers were first getting married, they would always refer to their in laws as mom and dad. Yeah. Always, always, always. And it doesn't happen anymore. Like it, it's it really stopped with with sort of my generation, like the, the the sort of Gen X generation, where it was just not expected anymore. And I think that it was also when the ch- when when the change of people women became free to sort of not take their husbands' names. Yeah. Right. Where you it wasn't so much a mixing of a family like like marriages used to really be this giant mixing of two families two families coming together and it's not that anymore now it's two individuals making a decision between themselves mm-hmm. and it's no longer looked at as these two families coming together anymore where you would just then be the sort of like brought in under the wing of, of your in-laws where it was like call me dad call me mom and like you would you ever refer to your sister-in-law as just your sister no. No, but people used to. Oh, wow. Right? No, she's my sister-in-law. Yeah, yeah, people used to. Dan Mori. Um, I call all of Matthew's parents, like Lucy, mm-hmm. you know, his mom, I call her Nellie. Mm-hmm. Um, his dad, I have many other names for. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, but on my side... Um, he will call granny. He'll say granny. Yeah. Nana is Nana. Yeah. My dad said, call me dad. He did that. Yeah. And I jumped in and I'm like, with all due respect, can we just call you Frank? Cause that's cool. Right. And my Matthew you sort of thinks took something away from your dad there. I think though. Yeah. No, Matthew thinks it's insulting, but I said, you know what, to be completely honest with you, I think my dad loves that. I call him Frank. Because it's, uh, I think he loves his name so much that it's a respect thing or, or for maybe, me to call or, him Frank. Or, or, or maybe he feels that something's missing because you call him Frank, but he loves you too much to tell you to call him Dad. And he was really looking forward to somebody somebody calling him Dad, and that's yeah. why he asked Matthew. Like I think that if I think that if your dad goes to Matthew and says, "Call me Dad." I don't think that I think that you got to give your dad that because I think that that's something that he was probably looking forward to. Oh well, now I feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> Every week on Instagram, at Kiss925 is where you will find <laughs> Ask Roz Mocha. Feel free to ask your questions, and we'll go through a bunch of them. I know. Morty's going to call Frank now. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On Kiss92.5. Kiss92.5.com. Or download the Kiss92.5 app.